pros know a thing or two about how to get the toughest messes clean. That's why they've long trusted cleaning products from Ecolab for their businesses. And now, that level of clean is available for your home at the Home Depot. Introducing Ecolab Scientific Clean, a full line of pro-grade cleaning products for all your home's needs. So you can clean like you mean business. Now available exclusively at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Hey, Roaring. Welcome back to the uh, Schmoes No Podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Welcome back to SCN Live. It is the Schmodown Entertainment Network. Surprisingly enough, we talk about Schmodown on the Schmodown Entertainment Network. Uh, thank you for joining us here on uh, July 15th, the day of our Lord Wolverine. Uh, appreciate it, everyone, for joining us here today. And what a show it is. It's the day after the flood, or two days after the flood. Um, don't worry about that smell. It's just mildew. Uh, hey. What's going on? RB3, how you doing? Here we go. I'm good. I'm good. How y'all doing today? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Good. I'm good. Uh, everything is everything is peachy. You know, people don't use that word enough, peachy. Probably for good reason, I guess. Um, and joining us, hot agent in the free market. And she's picked up by the Finstock Exchange, Sabrina Ramirez. Hello, Sabrina. Hey, guys. Happy Wednesday. Happy to be here with you guys. It is Wednesday, isn't it? It is. I don't even know anymore. Um, you Does tell it me. matter? Hey, I know that <laughs> voice. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us on the show, I think for the first time on SEN, not backstage, uh, the android, Mark Andreco is here after being announced he's going to be taking on Matt Atchney in the singles tournament. Going to talk to him about this and the great many things. Um, how you doing, Mark? Good. How are all you? Doing all right, man. I like those I like those headphones. Amazon, twenty nine bucks. They're the best headphones. They have controls on the side here. They they can be wireless. Love them. Fitting for your head. Um, well, I do have a giant head, so yeah, it works. <laughs> um, and you're lucky, by the way. You can pull off a bald head. Not a lot of people can do it. I certainly couldn't. Uh, Mark Riley, in the house. Hello, Rileyus. Hello, sir. How are you? How how's everybody doing? Happy Wednesday. Um, I'm doing all right. Well, kind of. Uh, you Peachy. I have natural light in my in my garage right now. I see uh, that it looks nice. Yeah, I'm in a great mood. You know who's not going to be? Yeah. In a, you know who's not going to be in a great mood? Who? Um, Brett Sheridan, ladies and gentlemen. Ah. Look, Brett, look at this. Hey, Brett, look at this. Oh, it's nice. It's Isn't that nice. good? I would have gone with Hunky Dory, but Peachy's Dory. Are all right. Peachy's Hunky are Dory's right. my one. I think I want to bring back. Yeah, that's a good one. Do it. Um, Goddard is in the uh, is in the the chat. He's going to be helping us out today, reading some stories. Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. Right before this started, I was, I've I don't know why. Call me uh, call me a, 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 what a, 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 I don't know sadist or a lunatic. I was watching the Sopranos murder compilation. If that helps. Uh, there's and and I don't feel too bad about it because I was like oh it was just it was like 16 people watched and I'd feel like a fucking weirdo. But like there's almost a million people that I watched, so we got a million weirdos watching <laughs> all the death. So uh, did Perfect. you like did you like this show, uh, Andreco? Did you like the Sopranos? Um, you know, I, I didn't when it first started. I think I just have I'm not a gangster person by my nature. And I think like Godfather and Miller's Crossing said basically everything you need to. 
But as it became more and more like the Shakespearean epic family drama, yeah, it was fantastic. And there were so many great, great episodes. I did a rewatch of the whole series right after Gandolfini died, and damn, it's awesome! What what an achievement! The level of consistency, even the bad episodes of that are not greatly bad. They're just not great. They're really, really good. Really set, good. A, set a great standard. And that episode where they kill um, uh, Michael Imperioli's girlfriend out in the woods. Oh man. It's the most excruciating hour of television I think I've ever seen. Yeah, because she's because you you know it you know that scene. It's funny because before that, it's it's that scene when he finds out when Christopher finds out. Yeah. You know, like that yeah. scene. I don't, so for those people who, well, you just got spoiled if you didn't have <laughs> shit. Yep. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I uh, wanted to do a Sopranos watch, but it's been out, it's been out for thirteen years. Fuck yeah, off. Yeah, I know. Um, it's gonna go one there, out the other. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. But it's just there's a scene when when Christopher is sitting there and he's just like, you don't know how he's gonna react. Then he fucking snaps and almost kills her in the room. And then he's just like, you fucking killed us. And then he breaks down afterwards. Not know it, it's such a powerful fucking scene. It's such a powerful and scene. And the scene when, when they're actually in the woods and she's crawling across yeah. the leaves. Yeah. There's like no music. It's just the sound of the Ominous. leaves and her breath. Yeah. And it's just yeah. like, I mean, I got goosebumps right now. Well, dude, it, and Silvio, because Silvio was that Silvio and her had many great conversations yeah. over the seasons. Like, And then he just, that just shows you the cold-blooded kind of switch. And by the way, speaking of you know we're going we're sticking with mob conversation here. Did you guys see that that trailer for the uh, that Netflix doc that's coming out about the mob? No, oh. holy Uh-oh. shit, dude! It is, this is my bread and butter here, Riley. You're gonna yeah. lose it. It is, it is. <laughs> okay. It's about all the shit that went down in New York about how before like Giuliani. I know that he's he's kind of uh, whatever you think about Giuliani now, but like he was um. He was the guy who kind of cleaned up New York with the mob and stuff, and they they talked to him about it too. But he, but the but the mob was they, they ran everything. I mean, they're in New York, like everything, and they and they like in the '60s, '70s, and and then they show all of that, and then they have like they and this is right up your alley, Riley, because it's like they have like wiretapping, so like actual wiretappings and like recordings and like true crime shit. So oh yeah, this stuff is yeah. Netflix. That's gonna be great. Netflix is too. Oh, they do great documentaries. Can, can we thank Netflix and HBO for existing for doing documentaries? <laughs> yeah. Because more Seriously. people, have, more average Americans have watched documentaries during the coronavirus than probably in all of history before that. Yeah. And and they're doing classy stuff too. I can't recommend enough Disclosure, the documentary on Netflix <laughs> about about trans representation. It is not. It is not taking your medicine. It is entertaining. Yeah. And it made me it made me realize my own inherent prejudices and things that I absorb by society. It yeah. is a fantastic documentary. It is so great and it is wonderful. I can't recommend it enough. Watch it after this. You will love it and it'll make great. you a better person. Well, I I mean, I, I don't know if Fear City will do that. That's the name of, of the, the mob talk. Uh, but I'm going to watch that. I'll tell you that. When does it when does it drop, Christian? I think I think within the next couple I, I think it's uh next week. I, I cool. feel like it was like the twenty second or something. They'll tell us in the chat room. Pretty- underscore dick underscore pants donated twenty dollars. You, you welcome back Christian and Riley and Sabrina. Didn't know it was flood season already. Watched Palm Springs Old Guard and Greyhound over the weekend and really liked them all. Gotta do popcorn fart. Old guard is good. Just kidding. Lol. 
Well, thank you for that. And by the way, thank and didn't for the reminder. It's it's fitting that Cheryl Dick Pants was the one who told me about it. Uh, reminder that we are getting the crew back, and it is good to have the crew back. And you guys have really been coming uh, to play with the donations. So please uh, keep that up. It keeps the crew here. Streamlabs dot com slash schmodown. The schmobot is on for the entire show. So if you want to interrupt, you can do that. But also start getting your um your questions in or, or comments and things that you want to talk about as we get into some more stuff a little later it's streamlabs.com slash the schmodown keeps the show on the air keeps us going keeps the crew coming back so um so thank you and it's gonna probably help me pay brett to do the lighting in the studio um Thanks. so the other thing that uh speaking of docs you know what i watched last night i don't know if anybody saw this was the thing on hbo about the child stars yeah mm -hmm. no. so it's um it's Shmominati donated twenty dollars. Andrew Guy's bloodshot eyes have been forced open. His questions on backstage and Twitter are valid. We're hidden in the shadows creating chaos. You can blame us for actually denying his team win digital wheel challenges and more. We are the Shmominati. We're gonna get into that, don't worry. Um for those who didn't see Andrew Guy. It starts. Did you did you see it, Mark? Uh huh. Hey, dude, yeah. dude, he <laughs> He was he was just uh, Andrew Guy was on another level yesterday. I got to tell you, but at that time, if you didn't see the Andrew, it's good Guy, to see. If you didn't see the Andrew Guy Mike Kalinowski interview on backstage, you missed out. I don't give a shit if you like Schmodown or not. You, 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 you missed out. Uh, That's amazing. I don't give a shit if you don't like the Schmodown. Go watch it. Was the, like you know what? Those, it was entertaining. Those, well, because I see kangaroos fighting. It was. Exactly. <laughs> I can see, but I can see some people. I see people like you know that just leave to watch SEN. Like they see a schmodown, and you go, "I'm not clicking on that because I don't watch schmodown." Click on this fucking thing. I'm telling you, you're, you're gonna lose your money. Yeah, you will. Um, but anyway, yeah, this doc was at Child Stars, and it had like Will Wheaton and uh, Todd Bridges. It's HBO. Rachel Evan Wood. Oh, okay, Todd Bridges. Here Rachel, we go. Yeah, Rachel Evan Wood. Um, who else? Uh, Flip that and reverse it. What I say? It's, what is it? It's Evan Rachel. Evan Rachel. Good. Sorry. No. Sorry. Uh, and then, um, and then you see, the, would I get the sorry. point? Would I? No, it's all right. Would I get the point? Throwdown. That's the question. Um, and the the other, uh, but who else was out there? It, oh, that, uh, Cameron Boyce, the guy, uh, the guy who just passed uh, last year. That, that broke um, my heart. It's like, uh, and and for so many different reasons because I remember being on Collider Live when that story broke about that poor kid and and you know he's just he had like epilepsy right. and. Yeah. And I remember just being on there, like, just heartbroken then. And then my daughter started watching um, uh, Descendants when she was obsessed with it. And, like, you know, hearing him talk and everything, too, and he was and, and hearing, like, the good stories about him. And then they showed video of, like, him with his parents and how proud of the – as a parent, it just, like, ripped my heart out watching would He would have been an exemplary adult, too, because yeah, he was such a yeah. – because, I, I, you know, it's easy to dismiss these Disney kids, but after he passed, I watched a lot of interviews with him. I'm like, holy crap, this is good. He was a good this kid. This is a good guy. This is a good yeah. guy. This is a real loss for us. Um, Sabrina, did you, I mean, that was like your, your era. Did you, did you watch like the shows that he was on, like, uh, growing up? Yeah. Well, he was more around like my little sister's era. So I, I saw him through things like that on Jesse. I know RB3 probably likes that one. Cause that was a, that was a hit when we were growing up. Jesse was a really fun show, but oh. he was always just so high energy and so vibrant on screen. So it was definitely really, really heartbreaking. Did you guys watch him on that HBO show? The Catherine Hahn show, Mrs. Fletcher? I did for a little bit. I could. It, yeah. it was the last thing he did. Yeah, he I did see him on. He was like the roommate of the son. Mm -hmm. Um, that that show that show lost me after like four episodes. I was on. I was in. I was into it for a little bit and it lost me. Um, but I thought he. I mean, he's good and everything. But anyway, the the doc 
the child stars. It just shows. Brad, I was going to text you immediately and said, you know that audition you were going to take your kids to? Don't do it. Oh, uh, don't do it. It's like it, there's nothing there's nothing good that, that to me that comes out of any of that. It's like let your kids be kids. They showed this this they showed this other thing, by the way. And I don't want I'm not going to call this particular. I won't. You'll, if you see it, you know, who I'm talking about. But there there's they follow like this one kid and his mom and, um, and you know, they, they live in like Florida or whatever it is. And they come out for pilot season. And, you know, the kid, the kid's just a normal kid and he doesn't, and clearly that they're hoping, the parents are hoping that they can hit the jackpot. So they they send him to this woman who's an acting teacher or whatever too. This kid is like eight or nine years old. And she's like, the kid reads out the audition or whatever the fuck he's reading. and, And she says to him, well, what I'm hearing right now, I'm hearing the writer's words. I'm hearing the script. I'm not, I'm not hearing. He's fucking eight. Eight years old. Give me half a fucking break. <laughs> Gee, I wonder if she was an actress who never made it. Oh yeah. God, no mm. shit, Andrea. Um, I think a lot of though, a lot of that is on the parent because I've seen, I've been to these auditions, and oh, yeah. you know, um, a lot of these parents are just insane, and they're they're futzing with their kids' hair, and yeah. I, every single time I've taken my kids to an audition, I said, if this is no longer fun for you, if you ever feel uncomfortable, yes. if they said that don't though. Parents, these parents said that to this kid. These parents said it. it but, but saying it on camera is a lot true. different than saying it in reality. That, I, used to, I used to work at a talent agency and with, yeah. with kids. And there are some kids that say, hey, mom, dad, I love doing this. And there are other kids where it's like the dad who makes his son play Little League because he wanted to be a pro baseball player. Yeah. If your kid expresses a passion clearly yeah. and articulately and consistently for more than a couple of weeks, then follow it. And like right. you yeah. said, Brett, all the good parents say, I met uh, I met the cast of it at a comic convention years ago, and all the parents were like, "They're only doing this until they want to. If they say they want to stop tomorrow, yeah. we are fully supportive of that." Well, we'll that was before season one was a big hit, though. We'll see. <laughs> or and for strange, <laughs> let's let's right. see, let's see how they feel but after season two. I already did take my son out. Like when he was little, he he said, "I don't like this," and I said, "Okay, fine." And he was getting better auditions than Daddy. He was up for Dexter's yeah. son. I was up that. for Heaven yep. Is Real, like the lead in that film, and and I and did. I was like, "You sure you don't want to try?" Okay. I, I hope like, you made him get a job now, right? <laughs> no, right. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, but, he needs I mean, to well, get. A, yeah, I was detasseling corn, so well, I guess maybe that, a movie would have been. <laughs> Well, it's funny you say that, though, Mark, because like uh, they had Will Wheaton on there and Will Wheaton was like, you can tell, dude, he is he is sour about the whole thing. Right. He is sour. I don't know if you if you if yeah. you know, but, like, but he's also got severe chronic depression as well. Yeah. He's also and he's been really greatly open about it. Very, yeah. very helpful. I'm sure. This didn't help like, because because but, what, but what but he, he said, was the he was the original Jake Lloyd. Everybody piled on him as Wesley before. Can you imagine if the internet existed when he was Wesley on Star Trek? He would have killed he, himself. He, he he was, and they talked about it. It was the internet was around, but it wasn't like it is now. That's it was right. Just the, it was just but, the beginnings of. But that. it's funny you say that because he brought that up. He that's brought up inside of this doc. But he he actually talks. He didn't want to be an actor. His mom his mom wanted to be, and Mila Jovovich is is in this thing too. But um, her stories. It's yeah. Well, she talks about it too. But like he, but he um. Uh, Will Wheaton was like, I didn't want my, this was my mother's life. And she kind of pushed this on me. I didn't want this. And like, and, and he was talking about how he was in some movie before Stand By Me and Roger Ebert and uh, was, was kind of piling on the movie that he was on. And it kind of, as a kid, you know, it breaks your heart. It, 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 it messes with you. Right. And then he did Stand By Me. And then, oh, and and Henry Thomas is in it too, uh, Riley. Oh, yeah. Uh, Henry Thomas is a big part of this thing. And they, they talk about, he talks about like, I, what I, 
said, yeah, that makes sense, but I hate that that makes sense. He talked about after he did E.T., um, that they, they show some interview with him and he's like, did the kids pick on you? He's like, yeah, you know, some of them are pretty cool, but a lot of them pick on me and they call me like Alien Boy or E.T. or, or that kind of. And I'm like, who the hell picks on Elliot? And, how, and I'll, Elliot's the coolest. Yeah, Elliot's how the, do you pick on it? Yeah. Okay. They, call, they call them like Hollywood and stuff. And it's just like, but, you know, wait, wait all, you made a movie with Spielberg and you get picked on the yeah. biggest movie of the time. Kids are well, and he, gets he also yeah. he also grew up in Burbank, so he was probably surrounded by kids he beat out for Elliot, who were nasty yeah. to him as well. Yeah. Sure, you know, that's sure. A, that's a huge yeah. thing. Well, it's I spent a point. lot of time with Will Wheaton doing the Guild, and and yeah. he was. I wrote sketches. I was in an acting sketch class with him, and he was wasn't in one of my sketches, and I, I he always seemed very well put together than me. So yeah. I, I'd have to see this. So he must have dealt with his demons, I guess, and 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 pushed on because he's that's what he says. It's, that's exactly the way you just described him is how he comes across in the doc. It's just yeah. like he's, he's got his he's got his stuff. He say he's he says it at one point. He goes, look, I like my life. I'm happy yeah. with my life. A lot of things, too. But like, you know, there's a lot of stuff inside of it that I didn't that I was kind of forced upon. It's called showbiz kids and it's on hbo now my, my wife wanted to watch it we watched it last night it's is it a series or a documentary uh, series or just uh, one documentary one, one doc it's uh, like Al it's alex winter directed it yes he did oh my Dad. god really yes because at the end of it i said i said oh look at alex it's alex winter and my wife goes who's alex winter holy shit said, you, it's bill you guys should also track down it was never really released theatrically but you, i think it's on a uh, youtube an open secret the documentary about all the awfulness oh, yeah. that goes on behind oh, yeah. hollywood and the documentary got dis discredited because too? one of one of the guys who was suing Brian Singer is also a thief. Oh, you okay. can't be a thief and an abuse survivor simultaneously. Mm. It's an amazing, it's not fun, yeah. but it's a really, really powerful documentary about how insidious yeah. this is when your parents want you to be a star and there's someone who says, hey, I think you can be a star. Right. Well, they, they kind of cover that a little bit in the doc also yeah. because, um, yeah, because it just, it's, it's a, it's, it was, you know, that's, it just made me realize because my 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 daughter has kind of taken to being in plays and stuff too, and you will never hear me to say to her, "Hey, you want me to take you to audition? You want to get some class? She like what you were saying, Andreco. Like if if she comes to me and she's like, "I really want to be," I re this is something I really want to do. Then I'm like, I'm gonna, begrudgingly, I'm gonna be like, "All right." Uh, I don't want her to be in front of the camera. I don't want her. To, I, I don't want either one. I, I like and listening. Like I want my kids to have nothing to do with entertainment. You're, you're in trouble, Christian. I know. I've yeah. seen Viv in said plays. Dude, you should see my my two and a half she's, girl. She, dude, I got to send phenomenal. you phenomenal. My I sent it to Goddard. Uh, Amazing. So my 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 two and a half year old was in the living room singing uh, into the unknown, but not only singing into the unknown. She's going to the beat. There's this one part, and she's like. Got her. She's like on cue with the music. Yeah, she like raises her arms like Elsa does in the final note. Like she is a performer. <laughs> like hitting these notes and no one taught her this. And she's like doing these spins and I'm like, fuck me. Maybe maybe you'll be lucky and they'll just, that itch will be scratched by doing school plays and community theater. That's not it. Every, you know, I have tons of super talented friends I went to college with. Yeah. UPS and are perfectly content doing two plays a year in Akron, Ohio. That's it. Where they could be a star here. So it's not necessarily terrifying. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Not yet, but anyway. Would you, uh, it's crazy. Let me, like, let me uh, be a devil's advocate. Would you, if your son, if you had a son and he wanted to play baseball, would you say no? Don't play baseball. Well, and I, I won't well, take you. To, I'm not, I won't push you in that. Because I, I feel like if there's a double standard with pushing your kids in sports versus pushing your kids <laughs> in it. I'm just saying. But, I, you know, I don't push mine, but right. there's a lot of kids that have become big sports stars because they had very the aggressive. Push, I think that's. I think. I think it's anything to do because I bet you a lot of those kids that were pushed into sports was the same type of thing that happened with. 
what happens with acting and performing too is that it's something that the parents wanted that they couldn't do right yeah. any or, kid who plays professional tennis has a horrible parent mm-hmm. <laughs> I've, I've never met a child that says daddy i want to play in wimbledon no it's always this crazy psychotic father or a mother who's on poppers and just like you have to do this you have to do this it's just gentlemen on today's blanket statements with mark andre <laughs> um, i can name i can name a hundred of them right now prove me wrong comments <laughs> <laughs> and I think there's a big difference between like commercials and, you know, like that's that's kind of what we're sticking, you know, like this, the commercial. I've done plenty of It's a of gateway drug. It's a gateway, yeah, it's a gateway drug. drug. The commercials are, yeah. <laughs> no, but I'll tell you, Brett, to answer your question. They didn't get me anywhere. If, if I was. I, <laughs> got you here, man. Look at where you are right now. Oh, I, was I forgot. A, if I was a baseball player, uh, you know, then then maybe I'd feel the same way. You know, it's just like I. Uh, like I want my I like when my daughter goes near the like Google, I said, you fucking stay away from YouTube. You stay, I don't say F, but I say you, you fucking stay away from YouTube. Don't go. Don't go to your don't yeah. go to those comments. Don't go on Facebook. You can't have an account. You know, this. I don't want her in, anywhere near the Internet. Well, that's you know? the thing. It's, it's, it's but what you're saying is you got to just keep a dialogue. I think that's all I, my point is that, like, I think it's the parents that just kind of don't pay attention to these things and don't ask them questions afterwards. And, you know, I think there are people that go about this the right way. And that, like Mark said, there's people that are just total psychos that, you know, and I've, I've yeah. seen them out there, you know. So um, I'm just being a little defensive because they are, you know, they just got signed with a modeling agency. Are you, <laughs> I know. I know. I'm just, I just I, you know what it is more so, Brett? Wow. But they, they awesome. asked me. Too. Yeah. They, I, 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 know. I, not a I judgmental. they pushed not, me for a year. Totally. It's not a judgmental thing. It's just after watching, after watching this show last night, I was just like, I don't want, I, I don't want kids anywhere near. I want kids to be kids. Oh yeah. I want kids to be kids. And it's, and so I, so that's, that's kind of, that's kind of why. It would uh, be interesting to have uh, Cody Decker. Hold on. Talk real, to, oh, sorry. real quick. So <laughs> uh, dead stock deals says fucking stay away from YouTube. I don't want you exposed to the foul language. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's what I do every day. I tell my kids don't watch anything inappropriate, and then I come on here and say the c word. You know, yeah, like, I know, I know. Cookies, right? Cookies. Let's get into some of these news stories because there are quite a bunch. There was I, I, just quickly. There's there's I see a bunch of different uh, stories out there saying that that Alden Ehrenreich said that there was going to be a solo two. I read the article. He said that there's no word on on them doing the uh solo at all and that uh you know maybe that just it was he said he, he's open to it he's open to it yeah of course I'm he sure, is i'm sure he is <laughs> yeah no, i'll play Han solo in the sequel if they but ask me <laughs> he doesn't that guy doesn't give a shit about star wars though. he doesn't not that he has to but he doesn't give a shit about it They're like did you see rise of skywalker he's like no and he's like you didn't even know the mandalorian <laughs> and, he, and he should it doesn't mean just because you play Han solo doesn't mean you should be a star wars fan but a it's man just, after my own heart yeah, he does he doesn't he doesn't yeah, uh, he does not care. <laughs> um, but I, that that's just I, there are a lot of people who love that movie. Um, I don't ever need to see a sweet sequel personally. Um, if if it was I still think that if Crimson Dawn had a TV show on Disney Plus and he popped up into it, that's more where I would like to explore. I don't need to see any more um, Han Solo stories for me. But uh, what, do, what do you think, Riley? Yeah, I, I'm kind of along your thinking solo was fine it's it's one of my least favorites of those new movies with this uh, in the disney era but um yeah they had the darth maul storyline and kira is where i would go that's what i would love to see 
maybe even a little bit of uh, Donald Glover's Lando. I would love to see that. But it was always Han that, you know, the wink, wink, nod, nods. Yeah. Just didn't do it for me. That was it was just a different take on the character, which is cool. And I think he's a phenomenal actor. And I think that um, whatever he was, I, I don't think it's a bad performance. I just my the way that I viewed it, very similar to Riley, I just didn't see the Han Solo. And I don't take that silly argument of like, well, he becomes Han Solo. No, if I go back and look at Mark Riley at like 16 years old, he's still Mark Riley. <laughs> he got, he's younger. He's younger. He's, he's skinnier. Younger. He's, he maybe know the things that he knows, but it's still the yeah. core of who he is is still who he is. Sure. And it, yeah. the, it's a different person. It's a, it's a totally different person. Yeah. yeah I, I saw pieces of of Han Solo yeah. in, in his performance, and he, it was the le- I thought he was great. Actually, I thought he did the job that needed to be done. He didn't stand out like, oh my god. Right. And maybe that's because of the baggage that comes along with it. It's more of the story that oh. didn't work for me. Just Go ahead, the- RB3. You gonna say? Oh no, I was gonna I was gonna uh, agree with Riley. Like you know, I don't I don't necessarily love his performance, but I think it wasn't. I don't think it was all of his fault. Like I I, I would want to see him get another chance. Because it was the whole Phil Lord and Chris Miller and then the Ron Howard yeah. transition. And he was kind of it was like two different movies kind of jammed into like this one thing. And I don't know, I kind of I kind of would like to see him have another shot if it's like just with a solid voice and a solid script and a solid direction. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think he he himself wasn't the worst part of, 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 of Solo for me. Oh, I don't do you guys. Do you yeah. guys think with if the Justice League Snyder cut is successful, we'll see on H or on Disney Plus the Lord Miller. Plus no cut? chance no. ever. No. You know why, though? The difference because here, the difference is Mark that they, they hate each other. That because, <laughs> because that would reveal way too much because I hear horror stories about how and and you know it's all rumor it's all hearsay about how lord miller really feel about working with like kathleen kennedy and disney and all that i don't know what's true and what's not i just hear you just hear things there's no chance they're going to want that dirty laundry uh out there because that that's exactly what would happen if you put that cut out there plus the fact it would negate the stuff that they did with like, you know, with ron howard who they have a really good relationship sure. with um so i don't think that and i don't it's not necessary what what i disagreed with like really hardcore was when I re- recently there was some interview with Kathleen Kennedy where she talked about um how she the reason what she blamed on Solo was that Star Wars fans weren't ready for two movies a year. I thought that was so so silly be, or, or, or or saying that not to even two movies a year, but that it was so close to the release of Last Jedi. There's a little bit of truth to that, but for the most part, what she didn't mention was, oh yeah, and it was about two weeks after Infinity War, one of the biggest <laughs> movies ever, came out, and Disney marketed all of their dollars and all their money into the Infinity War, and just kind of buried Solo. That's when yeah. the public knew about all the strife on that set too. If this was the fifties, yes. we, yes. we would have never heard of that. Yeah. Right. We all went in going, oh, let's see who directed what and all that. Right. I mean, it, they, they, yeah. I wish these studios would. Can you imagine if? Warner Brothers held Justice League until March of that year and let Zach come back, or if they mm. had not had let Lord Miller finish the movie and yeah. then see what they well, had. It, yeah. It's really sad because with Justice League, they said, like, they all but said it was all because of, like, bonuses. They wanted to have it come out in November because of bonuses. Executive bonuses, not creative yeah, right. bonuses. Right. Exactly. All those douchebags on the, on the board of directors. <laughs> well, you, the, the other thing, though, dude, is that if you, if you and, I, and, and I, still, I still stand by this, you, they saw Star Wars are, saw so much success by releasing movies in December because traditionally putting them out in May was when it came out. You know, obviously seventy seven and then eighty and eighty three. They all and even the the prequels, even all came prequels, out in May. yeah, they all came out in May. So 
when they put out Force Awakens, and it was the first movie to ever make a billion dollars in, uh, or ever make a hundred million dollars in, in opening weekend, and then Rogue One did it, right? And then Last Jedi did it. Why are you moving it away from December? In, and you're putting it right in, in you're co- we're going back to May. Star Wars is going back to May with a movie that nobody really asked for. Nobody asked for the, the solo prequel at all. that's a bigger point. And that's what I'm wondering in this conversation is, is it more to do with the release window, the Last Jedi fallout, the reshoots, or is it that we just didn't give a shit about Han Solo's backstory? We How know he's you- in no danger. Yeah, right. Those prequels. When I saw that that scene with the train, the air train, and like, is Chewie going to get beheaded? I'm like, no, because he's in 19 other movies, TV right. shows, and a Christmas special. <laughs> right. Well, and well, this is a point. Better Call Mall says Solo came out four weeks after Infinity War. Aladdin came out four weeks after Endgame and made one billion. That's Aladdin. That's an IP. That's two different markets too. Way two different markets. Completely different markets. The, the Solo and Infinity War are the same exact audience. And and, and like I said, this is it's not tied to anything. It's not the same. I'll tell you, though, if you would have put the Obi-Wan movie in that same spot in May, although I would not have uh, uh, thought that it was a good idea, you see significantly different results, especially with Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Who, Ewan McGregor has already proven as a character. You trust him in the role. You know him in the role. Whether you think it is fair or not, the audience went and gone, well, that's not Han Solo. That's somebody no. they're trying to make. Han. That's, what, that's what I was going to say. Dead. You're playing Harrison Ford, yeah. such an iconic actor and iconic character. You can't, you can't do a young. I don't think you could do a younger. Not while he's of alive. That. You can't. Not while no. he's alive. If, <laughs> no, Alec, if Alex, if Alec Guinness was still alive, you and McGregor would be like, well, he's no Alec Guinness because yeah. Alec, because we can't, we can't have Alec Guinness anymore. So this guy was doing a tribute to him. Right. I, Alden Ehrenreich deserves all the sympathy in the world. Yeah. No win situation and made the best of it. Each yeah. Play. Yeah. And they like put out the story that like he needed acting coaches and stuff like that. Like they did, they sabotaged that kid. He did. He, he performed. He performed very well for what he was given and how he was directed that way. He was directed that way. And I, I don't I don't think that he was. Uh, I agree with RB3 100 percent. Like I, it, I don't blame him at all. Um, I just I, I but I'd also be completely OK if in Disney Plus they decided they make a series and if Anthony and Gruber showed up as in a scene as as uh, as Han Solo instead, I'd be totally cool with that. Um, you know, because or like even if Jamie Costa, the, Jamie Costa to me is still uh, that. You watch the Solo? Have you watched the Solo pre the little fan film he did, Brett? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I could th- think of his name but off the bat. Yeah, yeah. Like, as much he as that, he is, he does, because that's the thing about Jamie Costa's performance as as. And I love Anthony and Gruber. I do, and I and I think that when you look at like Age of Adeline, um, you could make the argument that oh, he's just doing a Harrison Ford impression. Um, if, if but I I happen to think he's a pretty good actor, but I can see the argument for it. Jamie Costa and Brett and I have talked about this many times. Jamie, not that Jamie Costa would be able to play, uh, you know, solo, but but what people I think should be able to try to find someone to do was what Jamie Costa does in that solo film. He doesn't just do a lot of the isms of Harrison Ford, which he certainly does a lot of, but he encapsulates the essence of who Han Solo is and who he was. And this was a younger Han Solo. This is a younger Han Solo that, that before New Hope. And it's like, that's, that is what I, if, watch that short film with Solo. I feel like that's the kind of shit that he got himself involved in. Like, you know, before like it all went down. So well, watch, watch something like, like um, Rocket Man where Taron Edgerton isn't doing an impersonation of Elton John. He's playing the character of Elton John with with mannerisms and stuff, as yeah. opposed to say Remy Malik in Bohemian Rhapsody, who's more doing an impersonation. 
you can do you can do stuff where you or, or even Brandon Routh doing a Chris Reeve riff. And right. You can do that where it's not just an impersonation where you're playing a character with that as well. So I agree. Um, sticking with Star Wars news, there's a what's the rumor here with Hayden Christensen, Ben? Uh, LRM Online is the latest site to claim that Christensen will play a role in the Obi-Wan Kenobi TV series coming to Disney+. Plus. Apparently, the deal is done, and the plan uh, was for his casting to be announced at this year's Star Wars celebration, which was recently canceled due to COVID-19. The site notes that the Star Wars prequel actor has been casted, or cast, I don't know what the article says, Fine. as a regular in the show, meaning he will be making more than just one cameo appearance. It's highly unlikely Christian is going to don the Darth Vader suit, but it does seem feasible that he could appear in flashbacks or dream sequences. Um, so normally, you know, these you can take a lot of these rumors with a grain of salt, and, and it's a lot of. Cross- yeah, I, I do want to add that, like, the, it's called the rumor mill from comicbook.com. It literally yeah. has an asterisk that says, "In rumor mill, we share the hard to buy rumors that don't come from reliable sources like the trades." <laughs> yes, and but because a lot of because unless it's confirmed, they're not going to talk about it, but. I would not have been surprised at celebration this year if they would have announced Christensen coming back for this role. Um, I wouldn't have been surprised. I I happen to think that this rumor is true. Um, I have I have nothing to go on with that except the fact that it makes sense. I've talked about this since the beginning that I think that um that Obi Wan has been haunted. Like if you look at what the prequel set up and what I will say as much as I don't think I think that George Lucas is one of the best storytellers of all time there's no doubt about it his 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 dialogue writing and and other things and some of the directing of the prequels is 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 not great um but there is stuff that he sets up that really really is like a building block of fantastic storytelling and I think that is that can be proven true when you watch the Clone Wars and when you watch um, Rebels, right, and you look at Clone Wars, where he had a, a a hand in, he was crafting the story with Filoni, who then executed with direction with other directors and stuff too in animation, and and took those prequels and elevated them because of all the stuff that he had already set up in the prequels, and then then there was new things they were able to do inside of this television series. The Hotel um, Nerd Network donated twenty dollars. Exclusive you. announcement: As of now, the Hotel Nerd Podcast is on indefinite hiatus. Still Uh-oh. plan to do video game walkthrough videos, but the live stream show is indefinitely in hiatus. My apologies to our fans. Stay tuned for updates. Well, thank you to the Hotel Nerd, and we look forward to those updates. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but, you know, the, as far as this goes, uh, the, the Hayden Christensen showing up, if you look at the prequel in that fight in Revenge of the Sith, when they're fighting, and, and at the end of it, he, I watched this with my daughter recently. This is his best friend. It's burning to a crisp. <laughs> he fucking leaves the guy. He's still not, he's not dead. He leaves him. And, his, and his legs are melted off. Melted right? off, and he steals his lightsaber. And then he's like, you know what? I'm going to tell your kid that you wanted him to have this. Why? Because I'm a dick. Oh, okay. And, and, he, and he leaves. Sorry, the arm is still attached to it. Hold on. Luke, here you go. He's like, he's like, oh, you're burning? He's like, should I kill you? No, I'm going to let you just sit there and, and rot. Um, but but the good news is, I'm by the way, you're my brother. Yeah, you're my brother, and you're a good friend. And I'll and I'll let your kid know this. And you know, I'll I'll give him your lightsaber, and I, and I'll throw you a bone. I'll tell him that you wanted him to have it. You never said that. Anything you know, the guy's going to be born. You, you don't even know if it's a girl Vader's or boy. Burnt taint donated twenty dollars. Fans have been clamoring for Hayden's return. I don't think they'd bring him back just to put the helmet on and you can't see him. Obi Wan yeah. doesn't seem like the type to abandon his mission to chase a ghost. 
I could go without a Vader slash bench showdown. I could not go without that. I couldn't disagree more. Yeah, but yeah. That, stay, we got to build to that. Stay but. with your opinion, but uh, but I am uh, I couldn't disagree more. I think you need it because of exactly what we're talking about here. I think that it's got to haunt him of the way all things went down because, like I said, um, that scene that Darth Vader says to him, Obi Wan once thought as you did. It's like when did he think that? Um, I want to see him try to get his friend back. And even when he says he's more machine now than man, don't just give me because of their one episode, one fight that they had on on New Hope. He was ready to. He was. He 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 was. He was calling him Darth Vader and everything too. He didn't even try to get him back. So I think there's got to be something. Yeah. There's got to be something that he tries to get him get him back. Riley, what do you think? I, I love all this. I, I, we've been in agreement a, a lot on this, like where the story or where we think the story could go. Um, where? Let me ask you this though. To does Obi Wan know that he's in the suit at one point? I think he's got to figure it out in this in the show. I think he's he got knows to- Darth Vader. He watches the, you know, the feed, uh, the the hologram and the playback right. with Yoda Vader, in, right. in Revenge right. of the Sith. And then he but that's the point. He walks away. He's leaving his best friend there with no arms, no legs. Right. Yeah. Uh, does he think he dies there? So I'm wondering if that's the story. And he's sitting in the hut and he's sitting on Tatooine. And it's like a, a riff on train spotting where he's going crazy right. and he's seeing visions of Anakin that I can see being perfectly Perfectly, perfectly yeah. in this uh, kind of world that they're building. You, you know what you call a Jedi with no arms and no legs laying in front of a door? Darth Vader. Darth Matt. Matt. Darth yeah. Matt. <laughs> That's good. Well, yeah, because but look, the thing is, like, if he's if he's sitting around and like you said, Riley, he knows that he's called him Darth Vader because he sees it in the hologram, and if he finds out later on, well, even even during this this series, hey. Because we know Bail Organa has been talking to Obi Wan because we see Rogue One, right? There's other there. He's having communications with other people, and even Yoda. It's like, look, I, I hate to tell you, but you know, Yoda's Yoda says to him, "Look, I always thought it was a pretty fucking sadistic thing that you didn't kill the guy when when he was burning up in front of you. You know, you said he was your friend. You kind of did a dick thing, and now it fucked us because." Uh, <laughs> Because he's back and he's running around. Unless it's another Darth Vader, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's 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 probably him, and he's probably pissed because you didn't stick a lightsaber in his head when he was burning. Yeah, nobody says it just like that too. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a great summary. Quentin Tarantino Star Wars. <laughs> you fucked us, Obi Wan. Like, exactly right. It's the Sopranos version of it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I keep going back to that meme that it's just it's it's him giving Luke the the lightsaber and saying this was your father. Father's lightsaber. He killed a bunch of kids with it. That's right. I never laughed so hard. <laughs> how about that? How about right. that scene? How about that scene in the Obi Wan series? It's like, uh-huh. uh, fuck this, you did. And he says to him, he's just like, hey, hey, listen. Uh, remember when I, I, I get, I was going to fight Palpatine, and you wanted to do that, um, and I sent you off to to, to kill Anakin. Um, yeah, you didn't do that. Uh, and, and you stole his lightsaber. You're a dick. <laughs> you just picture that long shuttle ride to like their destination where Yoda just looks to Obi-Wan. He goes, Jesus. And Obi-Wan's like, I know! I know! Yoda's in the car seat in the front of a land speeder. Yeah. Uh, Don't say it. I know. It's all right. Well, uh, Good. Uh, I was gonna say, like, I, I would love to see Anakin come back. Like, I would love to see them bring the prequels back to like the new Star Wars yeah. universe. Um, I know, I know Sabrina is a huge fan of, uh, uh, of the prequels. Um, so like, I, I'm sure you have a lot, you know? Oh yeah. I, I think 
a lot of people have kind of warmed up to the prequels. I grew up during that time. So when I was watching it, I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. And then revisiting it later, I can see its flaws. But I think bringing him back would be really great because I need, like Hayden Christensen has the time. He got a little bit of free time on his hands. So I think he can definitely be Jade. added into something. Donated $20. Nope. Obi-Wan being tempted to chase Vader will be a part of the show. What would be stronger in my opinion is to want to find out but fight the temptation. The last temptation of Obi-Wan. Obi Just don't want every series to turn into a confrontation with Vader. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm with you there, and Sabrina. I want to get back to that point, but I, I also think that that's, that's the whole thing. Some people think like, well, if he's just, uh, if, if the point is that he's just stuck on Tatooine, he's got to stay on Tatooine, right? No, uh, you can, you can do side missions with him, which is also, which will show the flaw in him and what he's, he's had to do, and the fact that when we finally see him, he has in New Hope, he has committed to that, but we don't know that that was exactly this. This, this takes place like eight years after Revenge of the Sith. Like he could be. This was his brother. This was a guy that he could be fighting with this. But but Sabrina, you know, going back to that point, is this something like, you know, you think that because Hayden could show up in, in flashbacks, but he could also maybe he does show up in the suit. Maybe they do put him in the suit again. They said that maybe this report says no, but maybe what would you rather him see flashbacks or him in the suit? I feel like there's a lot more story to tell with him being like haunted by what happened with Anakin and kind of like their story throughout this time. So I think I'd prefer something like flashbacks. And I honestly think this is partially true just considering how they wanted to have him in star wars celebration and everything like that um and i know they said it's possibly more than a cameo so that's something that i would really look forward to seeing i just want to see the flashbacks i could see the suit i think that would be sick but i want to i want to work my way up to that point yeah you go ahead mark what if they, and i'm the least knowledgeable star wars person in this room so forgive oh. me here but oh. what if they did what if they did you know and I'm, i know i'm talking on both sides of my mouth because i don't need to see han solo sequel prequels but obi-wan is a character who's i think much richer and more fully realized than han um yeah. what if they did a fight club thing where obi-wan is seeing what he thinks is the ghost of anakin and it's his conscience and anakin is trying to pull him into the dark side I love it. That could be interesting too, um, because I think Hayden Christensen deserves a, deserves to have a good director to work with. Agreed. He, he got he and Jake Lloyd got savaged, and it, George Lucas yeah. doesn't know how to work with people. No. It's not their fault. Watch Shattered Glass. I don't disagree with you. He's, he's I, I, got, think, I think he's got a good director in uh, Deborah Chow. Remember oh, the, that's who's directing it. Oh, yes, yeah. she's directing the whole series. Remember, oh. remember that. Um, that uh, you know, there's 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 so much in this series in general that I think has has potential for sure, and what and what we could actually do um, with it. it. It it makes me it makes me excited to see when they're going to do when, when they're going to announce it, um, and you know whether or not we're going to. Oh, but you know who's going to show up? I think is a, is a definite is is Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson's going to show yep. up. In this series. Um, they're they, going to commune. We're going to learn about a lot about that. I believe we we have to. That that would like so I I hope that if anybody wants an Obi Wan series that even though it, I understand if you're if you're fifty fifty or even even seventy thirty on the side that you don't want to see uh, any more Vader I, I can understand the argument for it I, I'm on the other side of it but I understand the argument I don't think there's an argument for against uh, finding out the the Liam Neeson Qui Gon thing because of what happens in Revenge of the Sith and he says to him. I'm going to you're going to Tatooine to learn how to do this. You're going to learn how he wants to connect with you. You're going to learn. Let's see that. Let's see that at, at we're eight, eight years into it. He's probably he's teaching him how to do it so we can eventually when we get to New Hope, we understand how he's able to do it because there's a whole arc in Clone Wars on how 
um, he was able to do that. Even even Yoda figures out how to do it in, in the Clone Wars. So, and and in a certain point of view, they wrote about that, and it's it's um it's a very fascinating kind of interesting thing. So I think Liam Neeson has to show up. What do you think, Riley? Is that something you want to see? Uh, uh, Liam Neeson showing up as Qui Gon? Of course, I want to see that. He's got a particular set of skills. It's a, it, yeah, and it works. It works in story, and I think that that would be interesting too. Uh, Sabrina, Sabrina, would you want to see Qui Gon return? Oh, 100%. I feel like I feel like it's so pivotal to the story of Obi-Wan and everything that he goes through in the pre- prequels. Um, having Liam Neeson there, I think it would be a huge benefit for the entire story. And I'm an honest Star Wars guy. And this 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 show is the first Star Wars show thing that I want to watch. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 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 This it's kind of big for a Drake. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say even even I think like casual observers of Star Wars get excited about Obi Wan because, like you said, Mark, he is the most developed character. He's the only actor who's ever been in any Star Wars. Uh, Alec Guinness, I should say, was the only actor who's been in any Star Wars movie and been nominated for an Oscar. So like we, you know, he has like I think this story has a lot more. Like you said, Christian, like when we talked about how Solo and. Um, and 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 Infinity War kind of at the same audience. I think Obi Wan goes to a, a little bit of a bigger audience because it's a little bit of a. I think uh, older generations of Star Wars fans can get behind it. Newer generations of Star Wars fans can get behind it. And I think as people have already saw the Mandalorian, which apparently is in like I, like Emmy uh, consideration right now for like best drama series or whatever. Like you know they like people are loving what Disney Plus is doing with Star Wars, and I think Obi Wan could take that to the next level in terms of storytelling. Do you think he'll we'll see baby Luke on Tatooine and Uncle? Well, he he wouldn't be a baby. He'd be he'd be well, eight years old. So okay. I I, th- I think you'll see. Yeah. Yes, and I think that there's already been rumored that. Um, hey, Brad, get your kid to audition. Zero underscore right. pants donated twenty dollars. All right, screw Gotham nine hundred eleven. Let's get a Nobi Wan nine hundred eleven series. Nine one one nine one one. Oh, oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, let's uh, let's move on here to. Wait, this yeah, go ahead. I want to see a Yaddle backstory. Damn it! Tank donated twenty dollars just for Brett's pipes. Give me a tune. Oh, maybe let's mug white guy add comment. <laughs> okay. About what? Oh, the new thing is I'm singing now. Apparently. Yeah. Oh. If you donate twenty dollars, Brett's gonna sing a song. Oh, okay. Oh, we nice. get to pick the song. I'll do my soliloquy that I said wrong. Maybe or the. You, oh, oh, should I do it? No. <laughs> I think what, yeah, I don't know. No, I'm all nervous. Um, don't, don't be nervous yet. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's a safe space. Yes, yes. Right. All right, you want me to hold that off? off or to... Yeah, hold, hold it off because I'm, right. I'm, I'm I'm bored with it. No, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Hold, hold RB3's <laughs> laugh is my ringtone. RB3, you have the best laugh. Ever. It is. It's the had. best. It is just Thank so you. pure and so joyous. It's just. I want that to be a noise that follows my underscores my life. It's the best, and and, you, and I know, and I I've known how to get. <laughs> Christian knows nah. the cheat code. So. I know the cheat code. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth, dude. Have we tried bottling the laugh? Because it might beat no. COVID. We oh, we, no. we should yeah. try that with RB3. Oh, I love that. Some RB3 Z. versus COVID-19. Yeah. Yes. I love uh, that. All right, let's let's move on here. Uh, Goddard, there's a lot of different things that are, that are going on in the world uh, of pop culture and, and news. What else we got? Uh, I want to go over this with you guys because uh, it wasn't in the show notes, but I, I found right. it on Dark Horizons. Going um, a Fledge reboot uh, is coming, and Miramax uh, cast John Hamm to take over the role as Fletch. Chevy Chase played the quick-witted investigative reporter Erwin M. Fletch Fletcher in the 1985 original and the sequel Fletch Lives. 
Uh, so how do we feel about one about a reboot in general, and then John Hamm being replaced? Uh, Chevy Chase. Torn. I'm torn. Really? Yeah. Do it. Do I think that he can do it? Yes, I do. I think he has the wit to do it. I think he can be funny doing it. And I think they're depending on who directs it. I, I'm not just going to poo-poo it because uh, I, how much I love the original. And but I, it, it's, it's a director of uh, Superbad, Greg Matola. Okay, so it it and and I'm sure it comes from a place of love where he's going to be doing it. So uh, it could be very funny. Um, I just I for a long time I actually re- read the novel. Mm-hmm. of uh fletch one w-o-n fletch, yeah w-n yeah. yeah yeah i read it and, yeah. and i really liked it i remember at the time like uh ryan reynolds was was up to do it and i thought that would have been great for him to do a jason pre- lee at one point right jason lee was absolutely going to do it uh so uh i always wanted to see that you can't do this has to be this has to be way later because i assume john ham's got to be like 10 years older than chevy chase was when when he john did ham's it. in his 40s mid, mid to late 40s so how oh, really? old I he's in his 50s. Screw you. I'm 46, Mark. I just turned 50, so. Hey, look at Finally, somebody that's older than that, that's so, not Roken. You look older than me, so I win. John Hamm is 49. John Hamm is 49. John, okay, 49. And Chevy Chase, let's see how old he is. Uh, Chevy Chase was 42 when, he, when the uh, wow. movie came out. Okay, so he's only seven yeah. years older, so it still it still fits. My question is, does this, does this IP have any value to the real world? Uh, right. I mean, that's. I mean, in a, in a world where we're paying twenty dollars to see movies in theaters, hopefully when we get to go again. Yeah. If this is a Netflix show, great. It is. It's HBO Max. Right. It's HBO Max, right? Oh, okay. Well, that's different than if it's a series. That that qualifies yeah, yeah, yeah. a little different. If this was a theater thing, I'm not going to go to the it, theater. Yeah. No. It's it's a, Ben. It's 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 HBO Max, right? I'm not seeing anything like that. Oh, yeah. what did you you said? It's a it's an actual. Yeah. Movie? I mean, I, I, I don't know if that's. So it's a, they're calling it a Fletch reboot. Yeah, I don't know that John, because the other thing too is much. I think John Hamm in a in a in a series or or made for a Netflix movie or something that that's going to draw eyes. Him, John Hamm's not that kind of box office draw. And to go to Andreco's point, Fletch isn't that IP that's going to get you into the theater to to make you know what I mean. Unless it's I don't well, know. Like, Can I have Sabrina and RB three? It might be a hot take for me, but I I this is the greatest casting. I think they nailed it. Yeah, this is this is I am excited now and I haven't been Fletch is one of my favorite comedies of all time. So I'm I, I so I get a little oh, bit like, oh, yeah, geez, but for you, though, the but don't you think it goes, but don't you think it goes over like like Sabrina? Had, did, have you do you know Fletch? Not at all. Oh, First, yeah. I'm hearing of it. But uh-huh. honestly, I think it's kind of cool to reboot something to a new audience, to a new generation, because this is something that I've never heard of in my entire life. But I like John Hamm a lot. So I feel like Watch that could Fletch. get me in the seat. But that's okay. So that's that's interesting though, because do you think because you are, but you're like a you're you're a film you're a film nut like the rest of us. Yeah. So, do you think though to like your generation that John Hamm is going to get your generation into the seats uh, to see Fletch? Like you like, I, you know what I mean? Like that's 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 what. Look, I'm I'm all for it. I'm all for it. It's not insult to him. No, at all, at all. It's just, you look at it as a business, as a business side of it, a marketing side of it. How many movies have we watched on Netflix or Amazon or Hulu that we wouldn't have gone to see in the theater, right. but we enjoyed? Right. Yeah, right. especially with like Chris Hemsworth and Charlize Theron, like they're helming these Netflix yeah. movies because they're a big name and they'll get you to click. Right. They might not get you to pay twenty bucks to go see Extraction or Old Guard. Dude, look at Palm Springs, right? Palm Springs is a movie where you know that they would push Phenomenal, it hard. You'd push it hard as a rom com to get people in the seats, and I could see it being one of these movies where 
you were like, how come no one's seeing Palm Springs in the theater? It's so good. I can see the conversation on SCN having We're this with Yeah, right, right. And people go, no one's watching this movie. How come? And now you put it on Hulu and it's the most de- most watched Hulu movie like of all time because and and the pandemic has a lot to do with it. There's no there's no doubt about it. Um, but it's also word of mouth. The movie is fantastic. It's my favorite movie of the year. I don't know if anybody else. Uh, Riley, did you 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 check? I loved it. it. I absolutely I loved it. Yeah, Sabrina, yeah you loved this. Sabrina, you saw it before any of us. You you yeah. loved it, right? Yeah, it's my favorite movie of the year too. So you didn't watch yesterday's show. So don't ask RB three about it. Me, uh, Brett, you want to come over here now and work on this uh, this this thing? No, was... no. I said don't ask RB three about it. He mentioned it yesterday. Oh, you didn't like it, RB three? Yeah, oh, what? RB3! Oh, my RB3. You don't like middle-aged white people complaining about their entitlement? Existence, and, uh, yeah. Come on, though. Mark. Come on. That is basically what he said. I'm Christian! Come on. I, I get that argument sometimes. I'm joking. It's actually, it's actually a very pleasant movie. Okay. But it might not be. I get what you know. Not every flavor is for every every movie. Yeah. Oh sure, sure. Um, I I love I loved it. I thought it was great. I still I started watching the Charlie Theron movie. By the way. Oh, oh yeah, I want to I want to watch great. that too. Old Guard. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. pretty good yeah. so far. But I couldn't. My my when my wife and I were watching, she's like, I don't want to watch anything intense. And I'm like, oh, let's just try it out. And then I'm like, 15 minutes in, I'm like, oh, she's digging it. Right. I turn to my wife. I go, what do you think? She goes, I said I didn't really want to watch anything. <laughs> Yeah, I got it. I didn't even realize it was a comic. That was a graphic novel, and Greg Rucka, who did it, also wrote oh, the and, and if you like the movie, read the comic book, but it really does expand on that world. Charlize Theron's a really great producer. Look at all the stuff she's produced. I know. Yeah. She's a hands on, real deal producer, like Margot Robbie. She you know, really. And I love that she's like an action star now. Like I love Mad Max Fury Road, Atomic Blonde, and now Ogart is really showing her as like the action star. I think she deserves to be. And she's not twenty years old. She doesn't hide it. I love that. Yeah, she, she she's old for Hollywood standards. Even though she looks the same, she's looked for twenty years. It's great that she's using her powers for good. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, she's uh, she she. I mean, already just from the beginning of this thing alone, and it has um, uh, Mateus Schoenart in in there, which mm-hmm. he, I'm a massive fan of that guy. Riley, remember when you got a chance to interview him for uh, oh, Club Live? That's right. Uh, that's right. Uh, so little, he's in oh, it. Wow, you got to oh, yeah. interview him. That's awesome. Yeah, dude. We we he was he came in from Mustang. We talked to him about Mustang. Mm-hmm. And he came in and he's. He's, he's great. He he's was so great. good in that. So okay, dude, he's just such a good actor. He's just. I gotta watch that. We're gonna watch that tonight. He's got. A, he's just. He's got something about him. He's got that. That, that kind of raw. Um, he's got that. He's just. There's some raw, just raw talent about him. You know. Yeah. So That's a good way to put it. Yeah, he just got raw talent. It's like he's not. He's not. He's like not trying. Uh, and yeah, Shivatelish Four is in it too, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, good cast. All right. You didn't. You didn't finish so, it. You're saying, Christian. Haskell says Shuinar. What is what is what does Shuinar mean? I don't know what that means. Oh. Haskell, Haskell just says Shuinar. Haskell's yeah. on that 420. Yeah. Probably correct. He's probably correct in your pronunciation. Well, no, He's that's, like Shuinar, man. That's his name. It's I think I think he thought you were trying to say Chiwetel Ejiofor, but is it? Well, he's, he's, sticking uh, up your ass, pal. I wasn't. I was talking about Shuinar. Whoa. Matthias Ejiofor. Yeah, but, uh, but but kid, but kidding. The to I, props to uh, Haskell. Haskell sent me uh, the f- uh, 4K Blu-ray of uh, Rad. 
Oh. Yeah, but I didn't say shoe and art. Shoe and art. Shoe and art. That's his last name, Haskell. Shoe and art. Shoe and art. Shoe and art what? Man, people are fucking... <laughs> Wait, Christian, is that what I'm hanging uh, curtains for? The code for the rad? Because I'll yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, it's at, yeah, it's, it's out right now. So uh, it's a good code. code. Not even in Blu-ray to code. <laughs> I'm a simple man. I'm a simple man. Yeah, I wrote it on a post-it. Here you go. Yeah. I'll show you this. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that's a uh, we we have a uh, so, someone writes chew on farts. I mean, this is where we're going. To. Chew, chew on farts. <laughs> chew on farts. <laughs> Matthias chewing, showing, showing arts. Chewing farts. Chewing farts. Uh, all right, moving. It was Lucas. What's what's next there? Uh, uh Nolan is back again. Uh, we're still. Uh, he's still hopeful that Tenet is going to be open in theaters, and heard that there's a production budget of around four hundred million dollars. So uh, usually have to kind of double or one and a half times that for advertising. So it seems like Tenant is supposed to need uh, $800 million to just break even at the box office, oh. which seems like a, a big reason of why Nolan is really, really pushing for it to get in theaters and not a VOD release. Uh, we've talked to death about this, guys, and Nolan is slowly running out of goodwill, or quickly for me, uh, to be honest. Yeah. Um, what would it take for you guys to go see Nolan in theater? I mean, Nolan, Tenant in theaters. And Drake, oh, go ahead. Um, I think they should release it around Christmas on VOD. And then when theaters reopen again, how about this as an ad campaign? See it again for the first time, and then we'll go see it in the theater. It, it's it's bring, it's idiot-proof. Because stockholders, it's not Nolan that's going to hold make this not get released. It's stockholders. These are billions of dollars of money yeah. just sitting there collecting interest. You can hold Halloween Kills because it costs $3 million, $4 million. That's not a big deal. But Wonder Woman... And tenant, that's a, that's a billion dollars in print advertising, all that stuff. Put them on television. Let us see them at Christmas because we're still going to be sitting around our houses at Christmas. And then next summer, when we can go to theaters again, do a big ad campaign and release Wonder Woman with Wonder Woman eighty four with Wonder Woman in theaters. Release wow. tenant attached with Interstellar, uh, and, and train train people to come back to the theater and enjoy movies. I I guess, but I think the thing, but you know how people are, though, Mark. The second, if, if I have it, if I see Wonder Woman, if I see Wonder Woman on my TV, if it came out and I watched it, um, and then it comes back, and there's other movies that also come back around that time, I'm like, well, I've seen Wonder Woman already. What am I going to spend that twenty dollars for and go and go there now? This is way, this is the way people are built. And that, you know what the number one movie in theaters was last weekend? Yeah, Empire Strikes Back. I know, but like, but but that's but that's also because there's nothing out right now, um, and and people want to be and people want to go to the drive. I would if I could go to the drive and watch and watch Empire Strikes Back, I would do the same thing. But that's because nobody we don't have anything right now. What I'm saying is, if you did that, if you put let's say on HBO Max, but Wonder Woman 1984 on, you take a massive loss in numbers and money because of basically how much it costs as opposed to subscriptions and all that kind of shit. And then you did that plan. You said, well, we're going to also put it in theaters for you. But at the same time, another new movie comes out. And I say to myself, well, I've already seen Wonder Woman, so I'm not going to spend that money on it. I'm going to go see something else. Uh, so I, I just think you can back it up. You can, Tenant, you can just say, look, I'm, we're going to do what Fast and Furious did. It's not coming out this year. We're going we're gonna to take a little bit of a hit because of when we wanted to put it out there. Nolan, if you want people to see this movie, it's going to come out next year. Well, they and need to commit to that then because this, this, right. constant, this constantly shifting dates make him look 
like a jerk, like an yes. egotist. And it makes people go like, oh, it's never coming out. And it's depressing. Setting a date and then saying, oh, we're going to move it too much. Just move it a year. And then you can yep. move it back closer if things get better. I agree. You he, to keep pushing it back. That's, that's the way to go. Yep. That's Jared. the way to go. Yeah, he went heel. He, no one went heel. <laughs> yeah right. He went from be- no one went from being like you know the most beloved guy. Just I, I don't want him to 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 say anything anymore because I'm like I do it. I I love you, but I I cannot support this idiocy. Now, it, now, now I have a question. Now let's say by October November, right? We don't have a vaccine necessarily, but the government, you know, Doctor Farsi, everybody comes out and says. It's safe to go back outside. It's safe to go to the movies. There's going to be extra precautions taken and everything's going to be okay. You know, there's like a carrying capacity, whatever. They say something that reassures you that it's going to be safe. Do you still want to take that chance or do you wait until like there's a full vaccine and the whole thing's over? I'm not, love- go- I'm not going to a movie theater this year. That's the thing. I love going to the movies. It's my favorite thing. This has been the longest break that I've ever had by like a mile. And I still won't go like just because they say it's safe. Like I'm going to make sure that it's genuinely safe and that people are actually taking precaution to care about our health. And especially like what's going on right now. And I don't want to, and we're not going to get political here at all, but, and especially in November, um, we don't know where we're going to be as far as who's making the decisions to either open theaters or not open theaters. And I don't think that will be the first thing on whoever, whether it's the same administration or a new administration, um, where that it's going to be that that will take time. So it's it will it could be one of these things if it's a new administration and say like, oh, we're going to eventually have plans. Let's hear there's going to be new things put in place. Or if it's the same administration, it could be, you know, well, we're I, I don't know. There's a lot of different things that can go down and that could happen around that time. So I don't think we see releases in theaters or people going back to movies until next summer. Yeah. I, I mean, even though there's that, that there's a vaccine that, that has uh, clinical trials have been great so far. That people, right. But even if that is the one and it, the odds are it's not, even if that is the one, it's going to be until next summer before they can start mass producing it because they still have to do trials bigger than the focus group. It's a great potential thing. I have my fingers crossed, but we've got to think long term. We've got to think if we're allowed to see a movie in Memorial Day next year, we'll be lucky. That way, if it, if it comes earlier, then we're happy. You know, it's true. But look, here's here's another thing for all you people out there. I see a lot of new Instagram accounts. Well, guess what? Summertime, you humps. And if you're prepared uh, to unveil your summer, your summer bod to the Instagram peeps and everybody else, Manscaped, we got it. And you guys know how much we love it. Manscaped is here to ensure that your quarantine body, it's ready for the for the wild. Don't be the don't be the guy at the beach when you are walking around eventually with a bear rug on your chest. And if you grew some uh, quarantine man tits, guess what? The least you can do is make sure that they're hairless. Um, manscaping, it's, it's a thing that is, uh, it's a necessity at this point. And it has been a uh, priority for, especially before manscaping. But now for me, when with manscape, it's like, it's, it's look, I, I, I love, I absolutely love everything that I've gotten from manscape and I use it religiously. I've done, I've used everything and I'm, and you guys have been writing to me and tell me how much you love it too. And it's, uh, it's, it's the, it's to, to, to be, to use the best language possible. It's the fucking best. Um, Manscaped, it's dedicated to bringing you level up. Queefer Sutherland donated $20. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you, Queefer. What do you got? 
Thank you. We'll talk about that later. But Manscaped is dedicated to helping you guys level up your uh, your full grooming game. They have forever changed the grooming game with their perfect package, package 3.0. The 3.0 kit, it comes with the essential lawnmower, 3.0 waterproof, the cordless body trimmer, and a ton of other liquid form- formulations to round out your manscaping routine. It's the best trimmer on the market for those of you in need of a chest shave. The third Generation trimmer. It features skin-safe technology to reduce manscaping accidents. Ben Goddard shaved his entire chest with it yesterday. Don't give yourself an accidental nipple piercing like Ben uh, Goddard did a, a year ago, but now it doesn't accidental. happen. Accidental. That's right. You can also adjust settings to get a length le- that you like, and you can stay on top of it with almost no effort at all. You can even trim an arrow pointing to the promised land if you're bold enough, like Mark Andreka will do after this show. Um, be sure to use their crop cleanser to keep your hair and skin healthy. It's all in one formula, so it's good for healthy chest, uh, chest hair as it, it is good for your skin as well. <coughs> there you go. Uh, inside the perfect package, you'll also find the Manscaped Prop Preserver. It's an anti-shaving ball deodorant and moisturizer because we know how painful shaving can be when you're wearing your bathing suits. That stinks. And you'll also find the uh, the Crop Reviver, which is a it's a toner designed to give your you a little pep in your step. You get 20% off of, of free shipping with the code SEN20 at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. Once again, Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SEN20 at manscaped.com. 20% off, free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code SEN20. Trim your chesticles with the besticles. I like that's That's good stuff. And the other thing to remember, if you didn't know this um, already, the great David B., who you've heard many, many great songs from David B., here's just, uh, j- just, just one of them. You guys know this one? David B., all of his music. It is available. It is available now on the store here, and I'm going to post it in the uh, description. This is, of course, the corruption theme, but you can find all of these now. So he played this live. Remember this spectacular, Riley? Yeah, yeah. And so here's the. Uh, hold on. Anyway, so all of David B. Well, there's there's eight. Right now, there's nine themes up on the um, store, and you can get the Rockstars theme song. You know, uh, Mark Andreco and his faction. You can get that theme song now. You can get the Who's the Boss theme song, Mark Riley, Ben Bateman, the Corruption theme song, Andrew Guy's theme song, The Boss is Back, Ben Bateman's theme song, Dungeon theme song, Shazam. Uh, evil theme, which we've used for a lot of different things, and then the Smasher, Kevin Smets, his theme song. Those are just nine of the songs that are up right now. I'm putting a lot more up there pretty, pretty soon. So anyway, uh, you can go check that out. And then lastly, don't forget about the, the Skybound Expo. It goes down this weekend. Pretty awesome. We're going to do uh, the debut of Robert Parker and uh, Chance Ellison. It's the second round of the IG tournament. That goes down. It's going to be on the Skybound YouTube channel. So head on over there and subscribe today. So you can see it's going to be at uh, 3.30, I believe, on uh, on uh, 3.30. 3.30 on Saturday. on Saturday, and it hits the SCN YouTube channel at 5 o'clock. Thank you. And then Sunday, Sunday, um, we're going to be doing SCN Live, which will be at 11 o'clock. Um, so that'll be a half an hour show there. So make sure you go and you check us out. 
So that's a lot of cool stuff. And then we, we had a Schmobot that came in uh, RB3 during all that. So RB3, maybe boot that back up when you have an opportunity to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and as, you, uh, yeah, as you're doing that, um, we'll, we'll say, are there any other stories that we need to talk about? Oh, uh, um, there's a, a Peacock, the CBS, uh, or NBC, sorry, NBC Universal's new Peacock streaming service just launched. Uh, but there, of course, are some bugs. It's got some VPN uh, uh problems with people trying to watch it overseas uh there's three levels of you know uh only one is ad free only the 9.99 one is ad free uh so we've seen a lot of these streaming services like quibi like hbo max and now peacock where do you how how many streaming services are y'all gonna get like where do you guys draw the line with, with with all these apps and streaming services. And told network television donated $20. Hey Christian, what are you and the crew's thoughts on the new Disney Bad Batch animated series? I really enjoyed those episodes in the last season. Have involved both Filoni B. Have a great day. Well, uh, you know, I haven't talked about that yet, so I will talk about it. Um, but I want to I want to answer Goddard's question, get everybody else's thoughts on this. Um, now, I joke about the network TV thing, but I think that streaming services are the way to go i mean i to answer your question i i don't mind you can bring you can put out as many as you want i i'm not i'm not going to underscore dick underscore pants donated twenty dollars shout out to david you did you are incredible but christian is the season seven promo song going to on the store no because that's that that's not our song uh you mean the one you mean the one with um with the lyrics and stuff that's not that's not ours uh D- david b is a, a, that's original music made for the Schmodown. and i read matthew reads I would see Tenet today. If there is social distancing measures and people are wearing masks, I think it would be worth it. Keep the capacity at theaters to a minimum. Nolan is trying to preserve and help theaters from going under. Yeah. Queen for Sutherland donated $20. I would see Tenet today. If there are social distancing measures and people are wearing masks, I think it's There we go. Yeah, I, I, I can't agree with you there. Because, if, first of all, going back to Andreco's point um, earlier, it's like, yeah, if you're, if you're let's say you limit down. How, how, many, how many people, like a big theater can get in, what, like 120, 200 people? More than that, the theaters with the arc light are like three hundred. The three hundred. Right, well, let's let's say let's say the average theater is like let's let's split the difference and say two hundred, right? So if they're going to social distance, that's about and, and they pack it up. You see, let's say let's say we're going to talk about eighty five to maybe like ninety people in the theater. You're already cutting your you're already cutting the tickets down. And that's that's if everybody wants to go see it, um, and that's if you know people feel safe about it and people feel like you do. I don't. If if you need to make up that. 200 or 400 million dollars that ain't the way to do it oh and in the dark people can take off their masks i don't know how how far they're sitting away from me people are going to be eating popcorn and coughing i worked in a movie theater movie theaters are filthy no matter how clean you think they are yes and people people are going to come in because look people don't want to be told what to do and 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 there are some there are some people who will go and do what you're saying of wearing the mask and being safe there are other people I told you about that lady that was delivering groceries to my house, and she sneezed on her fucking hand and wiped it on my groceries. It's like, and not even really. Like, what are you doing? You're not even realizing that you're doing it, and it's like, like it's, and it's just, it's just people. Look, 
there's a whole other thing that it's a longer conversation, but in general, going back to, let's go back to the other topic at hand and that's the streaming services. I don't Wayne donated $20. I just got on break. What the hell did the squirrels team up to take out Christian office outbreak get to free work. Fix that up again. Hey, Sabrina apologizes ahead. Mark with no hair. I can spell your last name. Any new comic you're writing. Mark, are you writing any new comics, Andrego? That felt like the Unabomber was that one word. <laughs> can, can I see the text for that? I <laughs> uh, just is asking right. if you're, you're. Let's see, asking if your last name. Do you have any new okay. comic? Okay. Yeah, there's no period, so I'll just read it like with spaces. Um, I I just got <laughs> I just got on break. What the hell did the squirrel team up to take out Christian's office? Yeah. Um, Brett, um, uh, take out Christian's office. Out, Brett. Got free work. Uh, fix it up again. Fix it up again. Hey, and then another pause. Hey, Sabrina, apologize ahead. Period. Mark with no hair. Can it be? I can't spell your last name. Any oh. new comic you're writing? Is okay. that like Becky with the good hair? Mark with the no hair. Mark with the no hair. I broke up Jay Z and Beyonce. You're um, around a question. Oh, yeah. right? Anything? Or I what? do have. I do have some comic book stuff in the works, but. Like anything in the entertainment industry, that NDAs are crazy. Yeah, think it's nuclear nuclear secrets, but there is some stuff, and there's some other media stuff that's actually closer to happening. That when awesome. I'm allowed to talk about it, I will tell you guys. Awesome. Um, all right. So what we're we talking about the streaming services finally. So the streaming services, like I said, I don't think that this is a. Um, I, I'm not in the. Well, there's too many streaming services. There's way too many. So we got to stop doing this now. Is, you, let businesses try. It's like saying that's like saying, well, there's too many apps. You can't have you, stop stop making apps because there's too many of them. and I don't want to get new apps. Don't don't get the streaming service. You you have a right to try to make a streaming service. It's just whether or not you have the material that I'm gonna s sign up for. It's like it's I, I think it's a little um, uh, you know whiny and bratty to say. Oh, well, I'm already I'm subscribed to Netflix and Amazon and this and that. Now there's another service I have to subscribe to. Don't subscribe to it. The don't struggle is it. real. You know what I mean? It's like don't pay for it. I can't stand that shit. Oh, there's just too many. Then don't then don't get it. It's like the, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna say real quick. I think competition is actually a good thing. I think yeah. if there isn't a million streaming services, if there wasn't an HBO Max or a Peacock or a, you know whatever air streaming service, we wouldn't see the great content coming from Netflix. We wouldn't see great content coming from Hulu. So I think competition does way better for us as a, as a, as film goers than, than 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 it doesn't. Here's the question for the group. Remember when there was the comedy the the comedy channel and the Ha Network and they became Comedy Central and yeah. WB and UPN became the CW? Yeah. Do you think we're going to see condensation and and contraction of these groups? Cuz cuz truthfully, there's enough on each one of them that it's now more expensive to have all the apps with goods or all the the streaming services with good stuff than cable TV. Mm. I mean, I don't know. Look, here's here, the comment, though, Mark, going off of that is that mm -hmm. someone, so someone says that, that, look, that shit costs real money, though, and we, can all, we can't all afford it. Well, that's that's 100 percent true. That's um, life. That, that's life. Right. But it doesn't mean that the, the services shouldn't make them because you can't afford it. I and mean, it's like it's right, like right. it if you like, let's say this like RB3 is saying, that's that's the competition part of it. So let's say Netflix, Netflix isn't going anywhere, but let's say Netflix, for some reason, you look and you go, OK. Nef I right now I've done my budget. I can only afford to do three streaming services. The ones that I really like are Amazon, Hulu, and uh, and Netflix. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have to cancel Disney Plus. I'm gonna have to dance, uh, cancel this. 
Oh, and then they have this brand new thing, and it's got a lot of the stuff that I really like. Well, then I'm gonna have to cancel Hulu. You're gonna have. To, I mean, it's it sucks, but it's just it. That's it's, that's how it goes. Sabrina, do you do you agree? Disagree? Are you do you think they should pull back on streaming services? What do you think? No, I think like make them if it's the content, and then as like an audience, we can pick and choose what we're into. Like I prefer Criterion Channel over even like Netflix most of the time, but I know that's particular to myself. But I'm not saying like just because not everybody likes Criterion Channel as much or has it as much, like that they shouldn't have it. Right. I like having all of our options and then we can kind of pick and choose ourselves. Yes. I love that the Criterion Channel is your favorite channel. <laughs> that's, that's, I, I, no one talks about that enough. It's such a, and there's so much stuff on that channel that isn't available on physical media. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's glorious. What's some of the stuff that you can find on the Criterion Channel? Well, uh, there, there's a movie, there's a great Japanese movie called Black Lizard. It's this crazy movie that was uh, written by Yukio Mishima, who was a big, it's all this is all very art housey stuff, but it's insane. It's like the Batman movie from '66, but about Japanese spies, and it's not available anywhere else. What are you watching on there, Sabrina? I watch a lot of like Jean Luc Godard. Like I, I like to go through it and kind of discover things that I haven't seen yet. So that was one of them, just because I haven't been able to find it like everywhere. So I was happy that I was able to get a bigger part of his collection. That's yeah. awesome. I know for for us for First Cut, like Criterion Collection came in handy when we did our Kurosawa episode with Roka mm-hmm. because they have pretty much almost all of Kurosawa's filmography on the Criterion Collection. Or, Speaking or, of or, Kurosawa for a second, I gotta go. I know that Goddard's our, our resident gamer here, so I gotta talk to Goddard about this. Well, what yeah, is yeah. this samurai game that that, oh, that I'm getting it, dude. dude? I saw Dennis Zen posting about this game. I want this game yesterday. Did Dennis played oh, yeah. it. Did he get to play it for the reviews? Yeah, he dude, he's been he playing. It. It. So is, is it not out yet? No, it comes out on Friday. Comes out on Friday. It's got an 84 out of 100, which is like pretty pretty standard uh, for the for, from that game company. But they yeah. literally have a Kurosawa mode. Yeah, that's what that's what he's black and white. That's what, and that's what he's playing. Gorgeous. That's what he was playing, and he said, yeah. so, uh, "Is what's it called? Ghost of Tsushima? Is that what it's called? Yeah, Ghost of Tsushima. Dude, yeah. I'm it, getting it immediate. Yeah. So, so that's my favorite. Some guy, guy goes, Balthazar M goes, LOL. What is this samurai game? Christian, come on. I'm not a fucking gamer. Give me a break. I love how you, I love how you have to know about everything. It's like, come on, man. I don't know. I, I, that's what I asked. What's the game? They told me what the game was. Yeah, I should have done your research before this. Show. I hate that shit. It's like, it's, it's yeah. same, same thing yesterday. His post in the Facebook group is like, uh, Christian's not going to do the watch along. He said he was going to do it, not doing it. My, I have Noah's Ark in my freaking garage. No. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start watching the thing right now. I'm going to watch the thing. Relax. Um, yeah, actually, your into garage the would be Noah's Ark, and the water would be yeah. the flood. But, uh... <laughs> 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 it's, it's, uh, it's, that someone, someone said, it's like, do you, have, you, have you heard of, of Mario Kart? Pretty awesome. That's that's a good one. Well, him, go, go, go uh, on ask ask them who their state senators are. Now Mar- Mauricio's going to Mauricio's going to be Mauricio's going to be at the open mic at at, uh, at Starbucks next week. So go and check him out. Um, um, yo, I, I was going to say uh, going off of Mark's question of do you think we're ever going to see him collide? I do think I do think personally I think the CBS All Access and Netflix. It's going to be very close to merging, like very, very soon. Because 
I think CBS All Access, nobody's really signing up for that, at least nobody in my circle. And you already see, like, Paramount already does this thing where they throw movies on Netflix like The Lovebirds and like other Paramount movies, other Viacom movies, other Viacom properties. So I think that's a very, very close merger that we're going to see. Obviously, DC Universe and HBO Max, I think, is going to collide, too. So I think there are going to be streaming services that are eventually going to collide and become like one thing. I just hope it doesn't become like a monopoly wars, only Netflix, only Hulu, only Amazon. I hope that we could keep a, a nice diverse range of, of, of different streaming services out there. Look yeah. at all the, the studios buying each other though. Yeah. Sorry. I, I'm just saying it, it, inevitability here, yeah. you know, Disney bought Fox as these things get bigger. I think we're going to see some mergings or some picking them off. Disney yeah, Plus but, might buy but, another streaming service. Blockbuster might buy Netflix. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> they could have, dude. They could have. I know. $50 million. COVID God, has got to right. change, change this playing field as well because with companies like Disney losing hundreds of millions of dollars a day, yeah. these big companies aren't going to be sustainable. We're gonna, I think right. we're going to see some companies break up again, which is only good for the film industry. Yes. Because this is very much like it was at the end of the 60s, right before The Godfather came out, where we have studios mm. making only huge movies. Speaking of Disney, else. though, did you guys, did you, and you might have talked about this the other day, but did you guys talk about the uh, the re-edited um, Disney <laughs> opening videos? Uh, uh, oh, uh, I thought you were going to say Rocky IV. Oh, with the Shining oh. theme? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that. So so they had, they, they had uh, the, all these videos, the, the, well, the initial video, Video was oh god that Disney yeah. was reopening and then there's all these like people that were saying welcome home welcome home and then did all these re-edits to it one has the shining theme to it and and, and <laughs> Jurassic my favorite, Park my favorite one was actually one they it was subtle and they just had they showed the same people but dubbed over it was like stay at home yeah <laughs> help us <laughs> Stay the, the regular commercial looks like a trailer for a I Am Legend sequel. Yeah, I, know. I mean, I'm like, this is this is making me even want to go once we do have a vaccine. Yeah, who's making who's who's deciding that a that's a good ad strategy and 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 b when like the executives that are looking at it going, oh yeah, put that out. Like who are the ad wizards that came, came up with this? this? Seriously, who, who who comes up with that and goes, oh yeah, this is gonna go over well? Did you see how bad like just the Imagine video went over from all the celebrities? <laughs> it's, like, it's like it's like, dude, don't don't do that. Don't don't like no, no one wants this thing to open. We understand that you're trying to get your money like, money back because you guys are bleeding money. We understand it, but it's like you can't like come on back, come get sick. No thanks. I'm good. Well, they just they just made all their money back because all those people that, that Splash Mountain's closing, everybody raided the the Splash Mountain gifts gift store and is like you know hiking up the prices on eBay with like dumb plushies. I doubt I doubt that they made all their money back from one day on all that. Dude, go look up the those things are like fifty bucks each, and there are they're people with like eight grocery bags. Like fifty bucks each, dude. They're, they're losing millions upon millions of dollars a day. <laughs> Yes, Christian, I wasn't actually serious that, are, that they made as much money as I would make with Black Widow in theaters. I'm not talking about the movies. I'm talking about the, uh, the her probably stinks, by the way. I'm talking about the actual, the actual like, Disney, like, the, the theme park being, being closed. That, that alone has, is, like, hemorrhage. They are hemorrhaging the amount of money. So, like, trying to get people back in there, I get it. But it's, like, I don't know, man. It, it, this, is a, this is a really, like, a stupid ad. And did you see the thing with that that uh, theme park in Japan where they're like, you can't scream on the roller coasters? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. 
You can go to Baskin you know, Robbins, but you can't look at the ice cream. No, no yeah, you okay. can. You, no, no, but they, changed, <laughs> Mark, Mark, they changed it though. They didn't, they didn't bring this out. This was, this was smart. They said you can't scream, but you can shit in your pants. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, that's good. Uh, so you can shit in your pants on the way. Gotta read the fine print. You gotta read the fine print. Yeah, and then, and then you, yeah. So, but you can. <laughs> anyway, moving, moving. Is there anything, anything else? Uh, no, I, I think that's it. Uh, Thirty Rock reunion won't be shown in all of the U.S. Um, filming begins on Uncharted. Finally, uh, is, is that the same type of deal of what they're doing with the? Is that like in, shooting in places that it's like safe? I think so. Probably. It doesn't say. Just like uh, actor Tom Holland has confirmed that filming has finally begun on the long uh, gestating uh, film adaptation of PlayStation's popular Uncharted video game. Um, he uh, goes into what he'll be playing, but uh, he just had a photograph saying day one on Instagram, day one, hashtag Uncharted. So it, it doesn't say like where they're filming or, or it's, it's slated for an October 21 release, but that's, that's not going to happen. Right, what was that other one I wanted to talk to Andrejko about? On the on the notes list there about the uh, that horror film, Goddard. Oh, uh, Soska Sisters Helm Blindside Horror Unseen. Twin horror directors Jen and Sylvia Soska, uh, directors of Rabbit and American Mary, are set to write, direct, and produce the film Unseen at Radar Pictures. The feature is based on the audio-only mobile adventure game Blindside that has proven popular with both blind and sighted users. The Soska sisters are currently penning the screenplay for the film in which a Boston couple wake up blind in a terrifying world they cannot recognize. Any thoughts on this, Andreco or Sabrina well, or Riley? It, it could be great. I mean, I mean blindness is the thing that works in horror films, whether it's uh, Wait Until Dark, the Audrey Hepburn stuff. And, you know, and I think that a move, since this was a, something that was an existing IP that appeals to blind people as well. They could really do something really interactive when we're allowed to do back when we're allowed back in theaters because you know i want to be the sound designer for this movie just based right. on the description right. that sounds like it's going to be the most remember how you know say what you will about a quiet place and its logic but remember being in the theater and no one was texting and it was all sound they could do something like that with with and their point of view is so interesting and bring on as many women directors as possible after seeing after seeing uh Old guard. I don't want. I don't want a man to direct an action film ever again. I, I just, so I'm excited, and I think I think these 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 sisters really have a strong point of view, and I think it could be a really fun, legitimately scary movie. Uh, Sabrina, is this something that uh, interests you? Yeah, I think it's a really cool idea. I think it's really fun and like innovative and basing it off this like kind of like interactive video game. And I was a huge fan of American Mary. This was one of those that I still think about to this day, like Jennifer's Body, American Mary, kind of like horror films that really stuck with me because of their like themes and tone. And they have, like like Andreco said, they have such a great point of view. So um, I'm definitely looking forward to this one. Yeah. Um Riley, you, you, yeah, this is this is one of those. Uh, and Drake, you touched on it. That you, to play with the sound design, to play with those tropes and horror that you you know the the elevated senses that we you know don't breathe kind of played with the sound and everything exactly. when you're like yeah. you know you're in there. This this is horror perfect, and uh, it, that it's based on something that has a built-in audience. I mean, this sounds great already. I mean, look at Bird Box. It wasn't even a, a good movie, but everyone went crazy for it and it went viral with like the challenge and like and all that stuff too. I just think just the crossover for a blind audience and a sighting audience, it could be a really cool thing. If you're yeah. in a movie that is both designed for you as a sighted person and a blind person, you're you're gonna have two completely different yet shared experiences. It could it could be a real groundbreaking movie. 
All right, so now we're going to get to you guys. Streamlabs.com slash the Schmodown. We're here with uh, Sabrina Ramirez and Brett Sheridan, Mark Andreco, uh, Mark Riley, RB3, Ben Goddard. Yes, RB3. I do want to say there's over 1,000 people watching in the chat, but only 368 likes. Come on, people. We could do a lot Come better on. than that. Let's, let's get to 500. $20. Speaking of Sopranos, Michael Imperioli and Steve Sharipa have a podcast called Talking Sopranos. They discuss each episode and tell behind-the-scenes stories. They have guests from the show and as well hopefully get David Chase one day. Hey, Brett. Hello. So when did that? I wonder if they... Did that already? Is that what they were promoting when they were on Rogan? Because I know they're they're Rogan. I think, I think so. Yeah, it's been around for a little bit. It's I've listened to one Skywalker of them. It's great. one hundred dollars. Whoa! I want to rock right now. Thank I'm you. Rob Bass, and I came to get down. I'm not internationally known, but I'm known to rock the microphone. Oh! Ooh, thank you. Another Skywalker. You put a hundred in the super chat too. Wow! Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was gonna oh, shout Skywalker. that out. You put a hundred in the super chat and in the stream live. So Jeez, thank thanks. you so much, Skywalker. So does one of us have to go wash his car now? Yeah. Yes, you do for sure. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> They're driving you to you, uh, Andreco. Uh, well, thank you for that. I mean, beyond thank you for that. And uh, we're going to now start, besides that wonderful song and what a blast from the past that was, uh, we're going to actually read some more uh, comments in here, streamlabs.com slash the schmodown. Anything you want to talk about that we have addressed here today or some maybe stuff that we haven't addressed today, remember, uh, this is the way that we keep the crew on. So any donations, very, very helpful and appreciated. So streamlabs.com slash the schmodown. Goddard, let's start um, with who? Yeah, Matthew Z. Reed. All right, let's do oh, the Matthew. We're talking about uh, the swag theme song, which yeah. will be available very, very soon. Uh, Matthew, what's he say? Uh, good to see you, Android. Love you, man. Thank you, sir. Uh, wear that damn mask. Hey, Christian, I've seen you uh, wear a Michigan State <laughs> shirt in the past. I'm a lifelong MSU fan and now a current student. Was wondering what your connection is to them. Don't remember any explanation in the past. Uh, I've, I mean, I'm sure on one of the shows you might have missed it. So the Michigan State... There were um, at I want to tell you it was either Star Wars Celebration or it was B twenty three. It was one of the two. I was there, and there were these um, two fans that were fans of the Schmodown, and they came up and started talking to me. And and well, it was one kid, and he and he, and he said, "My brother is is also a really big fan." And oh man, he's going to be so bummed that you and Mark are, are here. And I was like, "Take us, take us to him." He's like, "Really?" And I was like, "Yeah." So we went. We walked to the other side. Of the convention, we met him and his brother, and, and it meant uh, a lot to him. So he, um, his dad works at Michigan State, so they sent us like a ton of stuff, um, you know, shirts and hats and all that kind of stuff, and uh, and and they did it again not too long ago recently. So that's kind of why I like, I really like the stuff. I'm not, you know, I'm not necessarily, a, I'm a Florida State guy. So, um, but, but I wanted to show the love because I liked, I liked the shirts and I liked, and also, and the, and, and the guys were really, uh, they were really the nice. So, so that, so that's, uh, that's how it goes. Uh, next one. Uh, ZCM zombie custom maps is Doomcock running the Shmominati. Yeah. They're really the nice. So, oops. I don't know what that was. Uh, Doomcock, maybe, maybe so. Uh, my brother, my brother sent this thing. I don't know if I can play this. I don't know what the hell it's going to say, but my brother was telling me he, he, my friend at home that I grew up with was convinced that um, I was Doomcock. <laughs> and I was like, no, it's not. So I don't know. I don't, I, I, I don't know. Hopefully this. No, I, you know That's what? I'm not gonna I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what, what the hell he says in it. But I, the I, biggest I would, burner account in history. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. But I'm going to listen to that. And, and he made like a fake. He made like a fake thing. I'm going to listen to it and I'll, I'll, I'll play it. So anyway, uh, what's next? Uh, one five six impulse. Great job on backstage yesterday. You can uh, someone 
can't yo can someone call andrew and see if he's okay i'm worried about the man conspiracies hi sabrina hi rb3 uh backstage was incredible yesterday so for those of you who don't know um andrew guy and mike kalinowski were set to play we're doing we're doing a, a bunch of pay-per-views coming up and they're going to be really great normally what we used to do is for live events you would get one pay-per-view um per month if you're at the ten dollar level on patreon and you would just get it, or you can just get it for 4.99 well we're going to be not only doing um once a month we're going to be we have we have a ton coming out the july 31st john roca is facing Ethan Irwin in a number one contender match. And on the undercard of that, Lon Harris and Paul Oyama will be facing off against uh, Alonzo Duralde and Whitney Seibold for, to find out who the winner will play the pride on the undercard the following week, which will be the, the undercard for the Kevin Smets versus Chandru title match. Those are two back-to-back events we're also going to be doing. It's either a week later or two weeks later from that. We'll also have um, Dan Merle defending the title against either Irwin or Roca. Now, Kalinowski and Guy were supposed to be on one of these uh, one of these cards, and Kalinowski or Guy, whoever won, was going to play Ben Bateman. So Andrew came into the show and was very disheveled and, um, and was... Uh, He's like all of us. I just think that I think a lot of things has just cracked him. So if you if you watch the interview, you'll see what I'm talking about. But it, nonetheless, he and Sam both agreed to face Kalinowski, and Kalinowski made it seem like he was going to do the same thing. But Kalinowski has decided to play in the tournament, and um, and deciding he does not want to play against Guy. There are no other contenders at the moment. Um, so Guy, because he had committed to the match, will get Ben Bateman in a number one contender match. The winner will face um, whoever the champion is, whether it's Roca, Merle, or Irwin. So there's a lot, and and Sabrina, I gotta ask you because you're you're really this is this is riding high. Uh, your your fate here. You could either be in the tournament or not be in the tournament, depending on if one of the Finstock Exchange is the champion, whether that be Merle or Roca. You will be playing in the tournament. Um, if Ethan Irwin is the champion. You will not be in the tournament, is it? I mean, obviously, you, you you wanted to root for them beforehand, but are you rooting for them even extra hard now to for one of them to win the championship? Yeah, I wasn't worried before, and I'm still not worried now. I definitely think one of them will be the champion, so I'm kind of anticipating that I'm going to be in the singles tournament. Uh, and Draco, it was also announced on backstage yesterday mm-hmm. that you will be facing Matt Atchity. Um, Matt Atchity, obviously, a very knowledgeable guy, but he has been known in the past to still ask for multiple choice in the third round after uh, six seasons of playing in the Schmodown. So, uh, <laughs> nervous at all playing Atchity? Um, yes and no. I'm nervous because it's been a while that I've played. Uh, during this lockdown, I've watched every single Schmodown. Wow. Uh, so I feel like since questions are being recirculated, I might know things that I didn't haven't seen. And because Ready to uh, rumble. and I've been able to watch people like Matt and like different people that I think I might be up against and, 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 and analyze and dissect how they play as well. Once again, it all relate is all about the wheel and those last three questions. So, you know, Matt might not have the best game strategy, but he also has a deep knowledge. So if I got sports movies and he got something that he liked, all bets are off, which is the fun of the game because right. knowledge is not the arbiter of what wins this game. So I'm looking right, forward right. to it. And Matt's also a really great guy. So he really is. Good. And Riley, you know, has also announced that you're going to be facing Video Drew. In yeah, the- man. <laughs> so Video Drew and you, that's going to be, I mean, that's going to be something because you, 
video drew for uh, eccentric as she is um and how much you don't know what you're gonna get from her she's very knowledgeable oh, and, absolutely. absolutely knowledgeable and the and the first round in past tournaments you gotta watch out yourself being one of these people has seen some shocking uh results which is also why uh someone had asked about stacy howard who has been the the infamous bracket busters over the years why she wasn't in it she just wants to focus on teams at the moment she doesn't want to play in singles it's also why she wasn't considered for the the potential replacement for kalinowski um so there are a couple of people obviously ben goddard went into great detail as far as why he's not in the tournament so i must listen to him backstage but riley video drew uh what do you think what are you doing to me christian <laughs> what are you doing to me? Video Drew, I was just enjoying myself on Twitter yesterday, and she t- tweeted at me 87 times. <laughs> okay? And they're all memes. Yeah. Right? I, I couldn't follow. Brett? They're all upside down, and there was like, I, you know, it's like I, think there was a, I think there was a grocery list in there somewhere. Um, this is, one, it, one of them was I, I enjoy the hell out of Video Drew because of that ex- uh, eccentricity. So, so Let's fucking do this, man. I'm excited to get in. I'm excited to be in the the, the the tournament. That's all. You've been in every one of these. Oh, not every one of them, but you've been in. You've Almost. been. You've been in the eight person one. You've been in the in the sixteen before, and now you're going to be in the big thirty six one. So it's going to be, uh, be, be fun. It's going to be fun. And um, and I guess you know, yeah. Well, we're going to put the bracket on. Waiting, I'm waiting to get the actual image for the full bracket when I can release it. But Brett, you'll be you. And Brett, this is a big announcement. Brett will be watching from his uh, couch. Yeah, yeah. I, I I saw a bunch of people tweeting about it, and I'm like, "What are you doing to me, Christian?" Would you want to have played Bonnie again in the first round, and then that's about it? No, I, I like how I am. Yeah, right now, undefeated. Boom, baby. <laughs> the bust of the year of the Schmodown. That's exactly. Right, but guys, we've been talking way too long about Schmodown. How can we talk about Schmodown on the Schmodown Entertainment Network? What you got to use, use the voice if you're going to do that. For some reason, these guys like to talk about their little movies, trivia show. It's actually quite annoying, honestly. I came here to watch two hours of content for my own self-enjoyment, not for these people to talk about movie trivia. How disgusting. <laughs> I love I love the thing you do with your eye. Like, I'll tell you what, you're going to be doing yourself a disservice if you do not write some kind of uh, short film about this character. Yeah. Or B3. Yeah. As a writer, as a Hollywood screenwriter, it's honestly the equivalent of Karen. Yeah, more or less. All right, let's uh, let's get back to the streamlabs.com slash the Schmodown. The Schmobot is on, ladies and gentlemen, so uh, keep them coming. We got about another 20 minutes or so here with the crew, so keep them coming. Keep them uh, whatever you want to interrupt with, talk about with the Schmobot. Do it. All right, go uh, ahead. Should Knight 323, Blue Fairy, the Schmominati, Alba, Elba, Tiderium, Tiderian, the Schmominati. Who is in the Schmominati, Christian? Mark, RB3, Brett, Sabrina, Makuga. Who is really running the Schmodown? Yesterday, guy opened our eyes. The Schmominati runs it all. Never heard of it. Next question. The Dutch stoner. German police is on a manhunt for a guy who who disarmed four police officers and stole their weapons. In his house, they found knives and crossbows. He is hiding in uh, the attic attic in the Black Forest. They call him Black Forest Ram. Happy hump day, my dudes. 
I hope you're all, all well. Sabrina, are you feeling better? I was in the waiting room for cocktails and casting for 30 minutes before I realized it got pushed. Lol. Rather give y'all my money than De Niro even though has not. Oh. Wait, go back to the Dutch stoner. Is that true? German yeah. police is on a mission yeah. for a guy who disarmed four police officers, stole their weapons in the house, and they found knives and crossbows. He's hiding in the forest, in the Black Forest. They call him Black Forest Rambo. I mean, it sounds like it, but like... <laughs> that, yeah, I didn't know if that was a punchline. I'm not counting anything or, out. Can, can we do some research on that? Or or, or whoever... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're reading out. You're oh, reading. It's, it's real. It's, we it's need real. to get to the bottom of this. Wow. It's real. That's real? It's real? Yeah. Shit. What, did he just watch First Blood or something? Uh, German, German police backed by helicopters are hunting a homeless man in the Black Forest who is armed with pistols and a bow and arrows. The manhunt launched on Sunday. His name is Yves Rouche, and he's 31, wearing camouflage gear. He disarmed four police officers on Sunday after threatening them with a pistol. The police, the police warning says, and I'm going to do the exclamation points here, beware! This wretched man has several guns! Are they all caps? Oh. It's, it's like all caps, all exclamation points. Oh. This guy had a win so bad now. Black Forest Rambo, that's crazy. <laughs> I'd love if they call him Black Forest Rambo. Yeah, yeah. Nice. It's like, like, let's make a movie about, oh, uh, well... No. <laughs> just uh, dub what? the original in German. Yeah, I know. Uh, he doesn't really say it. It says just nine. 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 Snow. Nine. What's next? It's offensive to my people. <laughs> uh, Gavin Min. Uh, no message other than to say how happy I am to see the android on my screen. I hope Mark uh, will be a frequent guest. This crew always makes the day start off great. Hi, Brett. Aloha, Hello. and have a great day, everyone. Uh, Matthew, yeah. as many times as they want me. Yes, thank you. It's very nice. Thank you very much. Uh, Matthew Z. Reed. Brett, you're a good dad. TikTok is the devil. Those kids who are on there are constantly harassed by paparazzi. In 10 years, we're going to see uh, this take a toll. Uh, it's sad, man. I can't agree more. By the way, uh, Shmoda are releasing their TikTok pretty soon. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, go ahead. Next. Did one. you guys see the TikTok that got uh, that uh, Bateman had to make for no. the action industry? Oh, no, what, did he do? what, what was it? Uh, well, the next time Guy is on, he'll show. Like he showed. It, I was on their podcast the other day, and they showed it three times. It's the most amazing TikTok dance number you will ever see. All right, looking forward to it. Uh, okay, uh, Shepard, as I grew up with the prequels, I hope Hayden Christian will be on, given a chance to shine again in Obi-Wan series or any Star Wars medium. I think he uh, should have appeared in The Rise of Skywalker. By the way, did you guys see, uh, speaking of Rise of Skywalker, and, and Riley, I'm sure you've seen this, but someone, some editor re-edited the, um, I'm sure it's been out for a while, but like the, the scene at the end when, uh, when Rey has, she's got like the force ghost behind her. Did you see this? No. Oh my god, dude! This is it was, it's amazing. Like someone edited it in so well. Hayden Christensen is in the back. Yoda, um, Obi Wan, and they're in the back, and they're they're helping Ray, and they've got like the Force Ghost, and they're kind of, you know, as she says, "I'm one with the Force, the Force, whatever, whatever she's saying, or or be with me, whatever." I can't remember what it was. But I have to send this to you. It is edited so well, and it fits in so well that I would have been cool with it because they use Hayden Christensen, and it fits in so well. That's how I'd like to see see them return, if possible. In yeah. seeing that's how I would have liked to see it. But you know, it is what it is. I have, um, a dumb question. I have a dumb Star Wars question. Is yeah. Baby Yoda in the Mandalorian 
actually baby Yoda, the one no. we saw? No. no. It's just Yoda, the same species. Okay. Okay. Yoda's Yoda's been dead. That's 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 after that's it's after Return of the Jedi. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Don't uh, come at me on the line, folks. No, no. <laughs> come on, Mark. Um, and Draco. Come on, Mark. Here's what I have to say to you about that. Is baby Yoda Yoda? Come on, Mark. It's in the name that he's the baby. Come on. Animation hey, for this. Mark. Like, like Ricky Gervais and his sidekick. We need these animated rooms. Oh, my God. I'm going to make a reaction video. Come on, Mark. Uh, Giuseppe Stromboli is back. Yes. Harry Potter update. Ron had a romantic <laughs> relations with the tree. Uh, any, anyone has <laughs> anyway, has anyone ever watched Wayward Pines? Recently found it and straight hooked me. It's got Twin Peaks vibe, especially the first season. No. Anybody uh, else? No. no. It was the Am I Shemelin thing with Matt Dillon? Yeah, I watched the first season. There were a couple seasons of it actually, but yeah, it was it was very it was him trying to do Twin Peaks. Ah, no. All right. Then oh, I have seen that. It was a Fox uh, M- show. Hello from Sweden. How are things going with the cinemas in U.S.? Here in Gothenburg, we have uh, one open ATM, oh, one open at the moment, showing classics. Uh, every other aisle is closed off, and when you book one seat, uh, two more either side gets closed, so there's distance. Seeing Empire on Friday. Nice. nice. I mean, that's, yeah, it's a, yeah. Well, to answer your question, how's it going? Shitty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Ryan White, love Mark saying exactly what he feels. Riley, have you seen the new Friday the 13th collector set from Shout Factory? Uh, hi, Sabrina. Yes, I have. And, I, and I'm like Gollum right now. Me wants it. It's so good. It's so beautiful. There's, a, there's some art in the actual. Um, and Draco, have you seen that? The art. Yeah, the, uh, if you buy it from Scream Factory, you get a two foot by three foot poster of the, that the Jason art. That and you is, get a, that you is get a, a poster begging to be framed. Yeah, and so. you get a lithograph of Alice with Jason jumping out of the boat at the boat at the end of the first one. I'm like, I am not working. I do not have the extra income, but I might go give plasma so I can afford that box set. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it is. It's it's 4K, tempting. 4K restorations of part one, two, and a 3D 4K of part three. Come on. Wow. It's awesome. Whoa. Um, okay. Fan powered right. fart box. Nice. Uh, I wish I lived closer to y'all. I could help you with the air conditioning and refrigeration repairs. Y'all give me endless hours of entertainment and laugh. Uh, good to see Sabrina and Mark. Mark, you inspired me to follow, uh, to have discourse with people I dislike. Me, Mark, or Mark Riley? Me? me? Sounds uh, like- Mark with a C, so I think you. Yeah, Andrew. say it's you and Draco. Oh, well, good. I'm glad I could inspire something. Just Riley doesn't pu- inspire don't punch anyone. Him. Don't punch him. No, <laughs> I do not. Unless they're Nazis, then you can punch them. Um, so someone asked, in the, someone asked in the chat room, someone talked about, why hasn't there been a Bibiani Schmodown match in a while? Did he retire? No, he's playing in the tournament. He's, his first match is, who the hell is he playing against? Oh, he plays the winner. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I forget who is who. It's it's one of the playing matches. I forget. Uh, it's James White and some and someone That's else. Um, sure, James White or and what? Frank Moran. I think it, I'm pretty sure it's the winner of James White and Frank Moran. And you can watch our horror exhibition. Oh yes, and the horror exhibition for there. There's one exhibition per month for, again for for patrons, and it's now up for um, five dollar patrons and ten dollar patrons. Yeah, so. uh, James White plays Frank Moran and okay. to play in and to play Bibbs. Woof, that's okay. tough. Yeah. So well, I don't. Yeah, I mean, yeah, James White or uh, Moran are going to have their hands full. So, um, okay, next one. 
Uh, Sir Lord Attenborough. Hey, all. Happy hump day. I'd love to see uh, Cad Bane in the Obi-Wan series. And yes. I think Jeremy Irons would be the perfect casting choice to play him. Thoughts? Shmuminati. Uh, I don't know about Jeremy Irons. I think Jeremy Irons might be a little, bit, a little too old to play. Too old, yeah. Uh, Cad Bane. It's kind of cool. It's, a, it's cool. But, I, I mean, Cad Bane in general, love to have him in. Um, I'd like to see Ben Foster play uh, play Cad Bane. Yeah. I'll do it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Fifty Shades of Geek. I'm working on a special video for Ace right now. Drip, drip. Question drip, drip. when I uh, – when is his match with Ken coming to YouTube? I can't find it on Twitch anymore. Hey, Andreco, fancy seeing you here. Uh, today. I believe the Ken and Ace is going up today on uh, on YouTube. Every every Wednesday, the Star Wars tournament will air until, obviously, the, the finale has, has aired. So this week, just a reminder to everybody that there's no Schmodown matches on Thursday and Friday as normal. They're going to air on, um, on Saturday and Sunday. Saturday is going to be uh, the Parker and Chance match, and then Sunday is the Kalinowski and, um, and Zipper match, and that will be the last of the, uh, of the second round, I believe. So... Um, so, yeah, so check it out. All right, next one. Uh, Chris the Hammer Thorn, the ending of Palm Springs ruined the entire movie for me. And, uh, Chris, I'm not going to read the second part because it's a spoiler for the end of the movie, but he didn't like the ending of the movie. Oh. Um, Spike Spiegel. Uh, Mandalorian's 36 Emmy submissions included Pedro Pascal for Best Actor, while Nolte and Waititi were submitted for voiceover. The Golden Globe said Pascal is ineligible because they considered his performance a voice performance. Is it voiceover or not? Uh, most of it is, um, uh, which they even say as much inside yeah, of the. Yeah. I mean, you know, it depends. Are you going to do it per ep? Are you going to do it for an episode? I mean, if you did it for an episode, I think then you can make an argument because he he was he for the last episode he was very um, on set. He was he was on set for most of it, but yeah, the majority, he took yeah, they had two. They had two separate. They talk about this in gallery. They had two separate um, stunt guys doing majority of his stuff. So. It is. It is a majority of his voiceover, so I can't really argue. Does anybody else have an argument against it here? Not really. No. No. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, next. Yeah, we only see his face one time. Yeah. Uh, Alan David uh, over on Super Chat. Christian, you never responded to my tweet about whether or not you'll bring back uh, one-on-one with uh, with Christian Harlow. You... I enjoyed the variety of guests you secured. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, Christian, I'm... I can't. I can't. I'm sorry, Brent. I'm sorry. Uh, bringing it, bringing it back. The answer is yes. It's just bringing it back every week. Uh, I'm not going to commit to that yet. It's it's a matter of of guests and locking down guests. But like, so one of the reasons I'm only able to do a show like three times a week, this show three times a week, is because we're trying. We're like we announced, we're putting together a 36 person singles tournament. We are doing. Uh, we're going to start a teams tournament. We have teams contender matches. We have all these pay per views. We have other kind of big matches that we're working on. Of um, I have. I've had two two really really fun conversations yesterday about some um, some special matches that we're gonna try to do. So my focus is really uh, to to put all of um, to get us some more content on Schmodown. Um, so it's hard for me to 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 watch the thing. It's hard for me to uh, to do these. Um, one-on-one interviews all the time because it's a matter of finding time. That's why I was I was able to do backstage yesterday because I didn't do SEN yesterday. So it's just a matter of um of splitting my time. But all those things will uh will happen eventually. Uh, all right, what's next? Uh, let's get ready to talk Schmodown podcast. Gator don't take no stuff. Gator don't play. Hashtag Gator. Yeah. So yeah, the what, oh, what they don't yeah, what they don't realize is that so what they're trying to do is so for Switchblade I I kind of helped with Switchblade moniker right and I figured you know it'd be kind of fun to have her overall 
be the nickname. If you keep telling me that you want me to change somebody's nickname to something, like they want me to change the, uh, James White to the Gator, he's never going to be the Gator. <laughs> now, I, I, I would have I considered it at one point, but the fact that like uh, those guys are, are hammering with it, there's, he's, he's, ne- he's never going to be the Gator now. I'll go back to the Golden Boy, and that's the worst nickname ever. <laughs> Um, but you know he'll be he'll be somebody, but it's not. I really think I know what what I want to make him f- for for what he's, he's. I like James White a lot. I think he's a really good dude. But uh, but yeah, no. Now now that Hamilton and those guys are pressure, you you, you single handedly killed the nickname. Congratulations. So uh, hey, officially the crocodile. <laughs> yeah. Then tweet at Christian to uh, name me Brett uh, Shelf Life Sheridan so he doesn't have to bring that one up again. <laughs> <laughs> Hit him hard. Hit him hard with that one. He'll be, he'll be the knoll. How about that? I'll make him the knoll. We make him the knoll. I'm making- uh, all right, what's next? Uh, another Skywalker. Uh, I want to rock right now. I'm Rob Bass, and I came to get down. I'm not internationally known, but I'm known to rock a microphone. Thank you for that big-time donation. Uh, Red Wolf. RB3, I want to start DBS. Should I start with Battle of Gods and Res F movie, then move on to season three, or watch the first two seasons and on? Well, to be to be honest, I'm not familiar with Dragon Ball Super as much um, as I am with the original Dragon Ball Z series. So I don't know where they land can- canonically. That being said, I did watch all three of those movies in theaters. Um, and I do recommend starting with, if you're asking what order you should watch the movies, you should watch them in release order, Battle of Gods, then uh, Re- Resurrection of F, and then um, uh, uh, Super Broly. Uh, they're all three amazing movies. So, uh, what, What's next? Uh, Ronaldo Dominguez the third, uh, with a big donation on Super Chat. Just wanting to support you guys wh- uh, while you guys are still live. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. And I can't. I, I cannot thank you. And the crew cannot thank you uh-huh. enough for all these wonderful donations. Um, they help. There's a reason why we've been able to keep the the crew on for the last like three weeks because you guys have been coming in really strong with these donations and uh, and allowing us to keep the crew to keep on coming back. So thank you. And and. Ben, you you said live, not alive, right? Live. Okay, yeah. yeah it kind of sounded like alive, and it kind of no, shattered me a little bit. <laughs> we're almost at five hundred likes. Two people. We're at Come like four hundred ninety. Five twenty-five. No. Yeah, yeah. we're at five twenty-five. Oh, okay. Oh, my bad. I yeah. didn't refresh. Uh, Sterling bro with the next two the questions. One. Agree or disagree? Rogue One is the best Star Wars movie from the Disney era. Um, I'll abstain from this question. CC donated twenty dollars. Backstage was awesome yesterday. Harloff asked who our fave podcasters are. I love First Cut and the Cine Fanatics. They're funny and live in breath the schmodown. Subscribe to both and go Switchblade. Check out Cine Fanatics. Hey. hey. Uh, I asked, I mean, look, those are all great podcasts. I actually asked in the Facebook group what your favorite um, Schmodown after shows were because I'm looking to get more, uh, see if there are any out there looking to see who, like I said, if you can nominate five um, after shows right now, who would you nominate? And it was cool to see uh, all these new shows and people that are that are kind of, uh, repeat the question is one that I think people should be listening to. He's got his own website also. Um, and it's been, I've been, I, I look at his show now to update on news to, to see what, what's breaking, even though it's, oh yeah, I did break that. That's, that's on. That's cool. Um, but he, he's great. So, um, let's, uh, let's keep on going. Oh, he was at, what was he asking? Oh, you know what? Uh, Rogue One best Disney, yes. uh, era movie. So I, I put, I know a lot of people are putting their top fives out there and this is my top five and I, and, and it changes all the time with Star Wars movies. My top five right now are Empire Strikes Back, uh, New Hope. Return of the Jedi, Rogue One, and then Force Awakens. Those are my top five. Um, 
the reason why Rogue One has jumped for me after rewatching it again is because when I watch The Mandalorian and I watch Rogue One, those movies to me seem in in the essence of what I liked about the original trilogy and what fit together in Star Wars. Um, I like The Force Awakens a lot, but I still have to watching all three. And this is, you know, and, and you can get mad, but I just feel that after rewatching the new trilogy, all three of them feel like really fun, exciting fan films. And what I, watching Gallery, the Gallery series, and hearing what, what Favreau said, Favreau said, we made the pitch when we made this show that we wanted to make an homage not an homage to Star Wars. We wanted to make an homage to the stuff that inspired Star Wars. That is, to me, why that works, why Mandalorian works. To me, the new trilogy was trying to make Star Wars movies. They're enjoyable. Force Awakens is enjoyable. Um, I'm not getting into The Last Jedi. And then uh, Revenge of the... Uh, oh, the Rise of, Sky, Rise of Skywalker <laughs> is a movie that is a popcorn fluff movie to me, but it is what it is. Um, but to me, they just seem like very expensive fan films. Mm-hmm. Rogue One connected. I felt like I was watching. I felt like I was connected to the universe. So that's a long-winded answer. But I will say that Rogue One to me is is yes. To me, it, it feels the most Star Warsy out of all. Yeah. Sabrina, uh, no. what's your top? Yes. Ooh, top uh, of all time. Top five. It's actually super similar to yours. Uh, definitely Empire. I would say New Hope. Rogue One. Force Awakens and maybe Revenge of the Sith. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, it's it's creeping up there, but I do think Rogue One is the best out of the the new Disney yeah. films. Um, yeah. So I guess that everybody else I understand trying to stay away from this topic. Uh, go, uh, let's, 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 Who me? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> next question uh, from Solid Sir, Sir Atmoro. Do y'all think Palpatine would be pro or anti wearing a face mask? <laughs> Uh, oh, look what he did to Darth Vader. That's right. He made him wear a mask. That's pro mask. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Pac-Man Dwayne, going back, uh, what you was saying, Christian, to me, if have all the money in the world, I'm not going to get all the streaming services if it don't excite me. Example, I will never get CBS or the horror one. Sorry to both marks. I don't like horror to be having uh, that. And part two, uh, same with CBS on there. Nothing on their service excites me. If I feel like people uh, uh, want everything, but it's okay to just have something that you love or like, you don't have to be a follower and have every one of the streaming services. Yeah, agreed. All right, next. Uh, Be other can get it. Damn, Christian, that rad 4K is valuable. Sold out online and going for over 100 on eBay. I was lucky enough to get uh, a pre-order and it looks great. Yeah, Hasbro, Hasbro, he did, and that's why. Like next, when Ed, whenever we do get back to New York, I promised him that we uh, hook him up with uh, with the VIP tickets to to the next event. So, um, and I'll keep to my word on that. Shoe and art, shoe and art. Yeah, shoe. <laughs> Speaking of New York, I got pizza wagon from Brooklyn, and it was great. Yes. Oh, so it's good, isn't it? Really I'm taking it. Solid. I'm taking Forty-four bucks for a large pizza, which is a lot, but it yeah, was it's worth it. it. It's worth it. I'm taking the kids. Forty-four dollars. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Oh, I'm taking the kids to see it uh, this uh, this weekend. Nice. Let me know, Christian. I know it's I know it's a drive, but if you ever uh, ever want, there's a place called Me and Ed's, and it's like down by Long Beach, and it's like there's a bunch of Central Valley locations, and that's why I don't know why there's just one randomly in Long Beach, but it's really really good. I want you to try it. All right. Cool. I mean, uh, Chris the Hammer Thorn. Considering how much you talk about the Schmodown tournament SCN lately, you should just merge the Patreons already. No. <laughs> there it is. 
Uh, Garth Hardness McMurray. Every time Mark Andrego talks about upcoming projects and NDAs, I keep my fingers crossed that we'll see a movie based on the Torso comics by Mark and Brian Michael Bendis. Elliot Ness hunting the Cleveland Torso murderer, one of the earliest serial killers. What was that again? I'm sorry. Real quick, guys. Does everybody have an extra 10 minutes or no? Yeah. Yes? Okay, good. All right, let's do 10 more minutes. All right. uh, Well, Um, uh, did uh, did we miss a small watch? Stay tuned on that last question. Uh, well, that was uh, after. Uh, well, I'll read this uh, the schmobot from PC because yeah. I didn't hear it. Uh, backstage, backstage was awesome yesterday. Harloff, you asked who our favorite podcasters are. Yeah, oh, yeah, that did get read. Okay, okay. Uh, but that was the last one. I'll check super chat. There's one last super chat from Let's Get Ready to on Podcast. Thanks for killing our dreams, Christian. <laughs> Yeah, well, Saki Mega Muffins donated $20. There he is. Okay, let's get this started. The people right. have been asking, rumors have been circulating, weirdos ejaculating. So I'm here to tell you that effective today, Soggy is back and ready to raise some schlong. Hell yeah. I'm going to be coming and coming hard. Be ready. <laughs> Where you been, Soggy? Soggy's back, man. Soggy was like the original. We haven't seen Soggy. There have been new people who have taken Soggy's throne, whether it's nerd. Uh, Hotel uh, nerd. Hotel Nerd has has taken it. Anthony Nugent has has made, has made a run, obviously, but PC PC has made a run. There's been a Tongue lot. Punch, Tongue Punch, uh, <laughs> a, a lot of different people out there. But Soggy Mini Muffins coming back for the title. All right, uh, what's next? That was it. Uh, so let's get to that singing. <laughs> oh, we, so we did, oh, so that was it. Okay, great. That was everyone. Hey, thank you to everybody out there who have who have done this. Um, Streamlabs.com/slash/schmodown. We are going to stop with any donations now because Brett's going to take us out with a little song. Brett, what do you got for us? Uh, this is my, uh, uh, yeah, I'll just do it. Who is Sylvia? What is she? That all our swains commend her. Holy, fair, and wise is she. The heaven such grace did lend her that she might admire red be. the voice is getting a little old <laughs> all right listen i want to uh i want to thank all you humps out there so thank you very much to mark andreco for joining us here today thank you mark Thanks really for appreciate it uh rb3 is always for helping us get this together sabrina ramirez Thank you, Brett Sheridan, Ben Goddard, Mark, the yodiest of Rileys. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for donating here today and keeping us uh, keeping us alive. So appreciate it. We're going to uh, be doing a lot of cool things. So make sure you look at the link in the description. Also, don't forget about Bulletproof. Get that coffee. Get that coffee. Click on the link. Buy yourself some of that coffee. It's amazing. I just got some. Gonna, I can I can clean this whole office by myself now because I'm bulletproof. Uh, thank you. Appreciate it. See you uh, tomorrow. We've, oh, tomorrow's going to be Brett and I. Cruise off tomorrow because we got to try to rebuild this whole thing, and RB3 has uh, got some stuff to do. So we're going to be just Brett and I, and then we'll, I'll be back on Friday. So peace out, Mother Fs. See you next time.